0: What radio? The music you want, with your host, Dan. I think it's time for you to start to seriously consider salads. RadioWhat. dot com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with radio dot com, coming to you live in a living color. From the Radio What Studios, and this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your next event. Yes, I like to party with the people. Speaking of partying with the people, today on the program, I have Stephen Jewell, Culture is what he's also known as. He is a DJ, producer, and an artist. And uh, you get to have him in your ears in the next little bit. This week's shows, I'll be... Oh, it's Halloween I have nothing on Halloween. How about that? This is the first time in a long time that I have not had a Halloween party on Halloween. So my Halloween party will be on Friday. Uh, This uh, will be Friday at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah. Come sing a song. (laughs) with the people at the rab with your friends and we're gonna do it in costume this time yeah so have some fun they got the full bar the kitchen the pool tables pool tournament friday night at the rab and then out on the party patio they got shuffleboard foosball you playing the foosball bobby boucher yeah you are They also have a giant Jenga game checkers. So there's so much to do while you're having some fun and waiting to sing on the stage right next to little old me. And then, of course, we'll have some dance music because, you know, the dance floor is all lit up. It is the Rab, the club to be in in Conway, Arkansas. That starts at 8 p.m. and we go until about 2 in the am. Yeah. Yeah. And then Saturday, Saturday, I have a Sadie Hawkins dance in Pottsville. How about that? I'm kind of stoked about that. You're not invited. <laughs> so uh, only if the girls ask you. I think that's what a Sadie Hawkins dance is, right? Is uh, a girl asks the boy to dance. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's non-traditional. Uh, do, do girls ask boys out? Maybe. Maybe. Well, they will this weekend, I guess. <laughs> I like doing different things. All right. I need to talk to Stephen Jewell. You know, Mr. Culture himself. Let's find out a little bit more about Stephen Jewell. Calling Stephen Jewell Now. <laughs> hello hi Stephen jewell please yeah this is uh this is steven Stephen jewell the cult hey yes sir what's going on man oh it's fantastic obviously it's keys dan with the what makes you famous podcast right on how's your day oh uh, it's been good man just uh just
1: been with my boy and uh taking care of my son and stuff and was working on some music earlier and uh getting ready for this uh this show i have coming up uh in december
0: fantastic so. man you know I, I i've been stalking your facebook a little bit and i noticed you got the kid on your back so you're a family man uh oh yeah
1: yeah yes. absolutely
0: uh, it, yeah so give the people a little bio of who a steven jewel or culture is
1: okay um well so basically i uh i was born and raised in uh, San Dimas, California. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, grew up in a Christian family. Um, and I, you know, decided to take quite a few different routes in my life. You know, I grew up playing sports and different things like that, but I, I had gotten, uh, really big into skateboarding. Um, and I, I got pretty good at skateboarding and, and through all that, like the whole like music culture and everything kind of, you know, that kind of comes along with that. And, um, man i moved moved all around i i ended up um, moving out to uh illinois my junior year of high school
0: how did you end up in illinois
1: um, um my mom my mom used to work for uh Gte which is now verizon oh, okay. and uh her her and my stepfather both worked for them and so they moved out here um when i was was uh, in junior high they they ended up moving out here but um you know i had you know i love california but you know grow growing up you know as as um a stepchild in two different families you know i was kind of like back and forth back and forth you know and um so i uh i don't know i just as much as i loved california i was like man i really want to try something new because i've always been that way you know i've always been uh (laughs) I've always been open to new experiences, and it was just like you know, I went out to Illinois to, to visit um, a few times uh, throughout that time, and I, I just decided when I was in high school, like midway through high school, I was like, you know, I'm going to move out there and, and see what happens, you know. So, um, uh, and 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 you know, I came out here, and and uh, through that, I, you know, I ended up. Um, uh, See, I, you know, I grew up as a singer too. Like I was, you know, I was in, uh, I was in choir and uh, and theater and stuff like that as well. And um,
0: back in San Dimas, uh, then.
1: Yeah, I did that. I, I went to to Royal Oak Elementary. I mean, elementary, uh, junior high, um, in. Uh, in Covina, California, and um, then I went to Charter Oak High School, and uh, so theater and and uh, choir and stuff in in church was always like a big thing for me. So, um, but when I moved out here, you know, I I was really big into punk rock. You know, okay. like that was. Um, I guess that's where I'm going with that, anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, punk punk rock was, you know, with the skateboarding and and all. Growing up, all I knew was was hip hop and punk rock.
0: You well, know. don't don't and, don't let it be lost on me and probably a lot of the listeners that you are from uh, Bill and Ted's uh, hometown.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I always say that. <laughs> I I I always say I'm like I'm like you know. You know, San Dimas, like, like, Billings has excellent adventure,
0: right?
1: Like, yeah. like, like, I, I literally was like born down the street from that Circle K. <laughs>
0: yeah, the the big line, yeah. San Dimas yep. high school football rules.
1: Dude, my, I played, I played against San Dimas high school football with Charter Oak, and I played football for Charter Oak. Um, we played San Dimas. We always whooped them. <laughs> um okay. yeah, and I mean San miss it's a it's a great school. Uh, I mean, you know, we were I lived like right on the line there. You know what I mean? I was born in San Diego and right. then, like I was in San Dimas all the time. I skated that's where Active Ride Shop was and everything. But um but yeah, no, that's uh that's that's funny you mentioned that uh probably the first person to ever actually
2: mention
0: that would you stop I, I would... okay i'm old i get it i've seen <laughs> hey, so, uh, hey, I'm, I, I'm waiting for yeah. bill and ted's third adventure it's been in the works for so long
1: yes yeah yeah that'll be i, I guarantee that'll be a great one.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure but yeah. uh, no you know and you had to be a skater boy growing up in in cali i, I guess uh, what year yeah, did you graduate no. high school
1: uh i graduated in 'O two. Oh, 02, okay. So you're uh, yeah. a young man. I'm quite oh, a bit yeah. older,
0: you know. The, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but certainly, uh, you know, O two, uh, and, and that's when you graduated in Illinois. But the culture yes, yes. shock uh, from moving yes. from California to Illinois, and yes, pun intended, culture. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stephen Jewell, Mr. Culture. Yes, uh, that must have been something. What what were the differences, if you can remember? Uh, I know it wasn't that far oh, long ago, but what, what yeah. I mean, what did you feel differently uh, culture-wise? Um,
1: you know, you know, honestly it's, it's,
0: uh, it's funny. Cause,
1: um, when I, I had never ridden a bus to school. Um, so when I moved out to Illinois, um, I found myself riding a bus to school in the middle of a cornfield. And I, I, <laughs> I remember, I know shocking, right. Um, and I, I remember, um, on the way home from school one day i i, I there's a smell you know and i'm like and i'm sitting on the bus i'm like i'm like oh my goodness i'm like what what is that that stench and like everybody like looks at me like <laughs> uh like what i'm like i'm like it smells horrible they're like you know that's the pigs that's like you know the oh, no. and i'm like i'm sitting here i'm like i'm like oh my goodness or like you know just just I never smelled that before. I mean, coming from, you know, some suburb LA, you just don't, you just don't smell it all the time, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, and I, and I moved to a town called Atlanta, Illinois, and, uh, you know, they, they didn't have any stoplights. Um, I, I remember, um, within the first week of living there, I, I was riding my longboard through town and i mean i was booking it, you know and i said blowing through stop signs there's nobody on the road really and i'm blowing through stop signs i get pulled over by the by the cop in the Come town on. And, but no uh, no no yeah.
0: the way wait, wait the way you said that by the cop yeah the cop yeah was it barney <laughs> the, fife and did he uh, have to take the bullet out of his pocket You know what, dude? His name was Jim Penny, so it's 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 close enough. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but and you know he's like he's like you ride a little faster, and I was like, like, and and I was like, is that really why you pulled me over? Is it because I was going through stop signs? Because I mean, we can be honest here, you know. And he's like, he's like, well, I've never I've never seen anybody ride a skateboard through this town that fast. I just like, I'm like, oh, this is great. I, mean, I love living here, you know?
0: Oh, my. Um, so culture shock. I get
1: it. Yeah, yeah. So total culture shock, you know, wearing, wearing shorts to school when it was snowing outside. Everybody was making fun of me. Uh, you know, I and everybody said, well, you know, it, it's snowing outside. And I'm like, yeah, but. I'm inside all day, which by the way, i never had a locker in California. Like I had my own locker and we had indoor hallways. We didn't have, I mean, we were inside, but there wasn't gates around the school. We didn't have security. (laughs) It was Mm. like, Oh, okay. Um, you know, so that was, um, that was interesting moving, you know, but, but honestly the, it, it, it did, it did change my life and my perspective about, life you know what i mean um, i can see that i, I moved from influence. miami
0: to uh to arkansas so yeah, yeah. It, it, that that was a, a a bit of a change and and i did notice some white stuff that showed up around christmas time uh, sure <laughs> what what is that's not the, the white stuff that i knew from miami which is a whole nother story
1: right. sure yeah no absolutely
0: <laughs> but uh, you know uh, so yeah snow is something different that's a bit of a culture yeah. shock. But you, um, well, you, you I mean, you we would have to go. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, you know, as far as the snow goes, um, on on a regular basis for winter, that was that was new as far as walking out my front door. But but I did I did uh, you know I did snowboard. I learned how to snowboard um, in Mammoth when I was um, probably like thirteen or something, you know. And uh, so so I would go up to like Big Bear and uh, Snow Summit and stuff. And you know, I I definitely had um, experiencing some snow. So it was just a different type of snow. Just a, there was no hills <laughs> or well, there was no mountains, cool, I should say <laughs> that you had that,
0: that balance. Uh, the, well, that, yeah. Okay. So that's something you've had from an early age. My,
1: my, uh, my family, um, on my dad's side and, and you know, even my mom's side, we did go camping a lot. We went boating on my mom's side. We went hiking on my dad's side. You know, it was, uh, um, I mean, I've, I've hiked, you know, Yellowstone and, and Sequoia and, and all of that stuff. So um, a lot of camping in my, in my youth. Um, but, um, as far as like the culture goes, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, as far as music musically, I, um, you know, I, after I graduated high school, you know, I, I moved to Indianapolis and I got my uh, associate's degree in mechanical drafting and engineering. And I, um, by the time I graduated college, I was like, I don't want to do this. It's like, this is not who I am. You know, I was like, I, I couldn't see myself sitting behind a desk.
0: So, how did you so, end up taking those classes? Because that's a, that's pretty brainy. Uh, um, I was going to call you a nerd, but uh, you're a skater, so.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm such a nerd, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really am deep down inside, and, and behind all the tattoos, is just this redheaded nerd that honestly. <laughs> Only, only got got good at skateboarding because that was the one way that people would be like, "Oh, we accept him."
2: <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Oh, oh, if you got tricks, you get accepted. You know what I mean? Kind well, of
0: you say that, you that that never took thing, a bus but, to school in in California, so I yeah. guess you you dro- you rode your your skateboard to school.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Oh, okay. That was that was one of my favorite things. Um, but I, you know, I I did do um, architectural like like drafting type classes um, through high school. And so when I got around to my senior year, my parents basically like, they gave me an ultimatum. And I said, well, you go to the military or you go to school. And I'm like, you know, my whole my you know my, my dad, my, my grandfather, my brother, my uncle, like, well, you know, they all were in the military and um but i'm different i was different and i was like nah, I'm, t- I'm like i'm the, an artistic type of person you know <laughs> in a way and i'm just like i'm like you know we had this uh lti come to my woodshop class um and they did a presentation and i was and and i was like i was like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and jump on this train you know it's kind of one of those things which which anybody say I like. I wouldn't suggest just just being like, okay, I'm just going to do this, just so I don't have to go to military. I mean, you know, figure out what you really want to do and then go do it. But um, well, I think you know, but, your your
0: family might have served enough for you. So, sure,
1: yeah, <laughs> I think they yeah, they no, handled absolutely. it. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I you know I jumped into that and I, and I did mechanical drafting, and um, you know when I when I graduated, I um, I moved back to California, and um and I I became an electrician.
0: So what took you back to Cali? Did you still have family over there?
1: Actually, um, I actually got kicked out of my mom's house. <laughs>
0: okay, that happened. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, because like, okay, so so in college, I, um, I got introduced to more of a party life. You know, I, um, which you know, I as i mean i'm trying to like kind of base this a little bit around music too but also just about my life and like the things of course, I've been of course. Through. and like and, and, and of course so we're like,
0: going to get into the music yes you are mr right. culture and you have your your own promotion business your production sure you, you know you sure you, you, so we will definitely delve into all that okay cool. and people stay okay, tuned cool. all right <laughs>
1: yeah um so so basically i um you know i got i got introduced to the partying thing and you know i i had a uh, had have like a very addictive personality, you know. And, uh, so when I graduated, when I graduated, uh, college, I, I moved back in with my mom and my stepfather, and, uh, they sat me down and they, they said, you know, we know that you, you know, party, or you know, whatever, do that stuff, but don't bring it in our house, you know, rightfully so, you know, that's, that's the, the parental thing to do. I mean, I expected that, you know. And so, so, um, one day I woke up, and my little brother Daniel, he uh, he used to wear my clothes, like we were around the same size. And um, I woke up one day, and of course I had my 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 bud in my in my pockets. And I woke up, and I was like looking for my pants. I'm like,
2: well, where are my pants
1: at, man? What's going on here? You know, and like, and and I'm looking around, I'm looking around. I'm like, man. And then uh, he gets home, and and I'm like, I'm like, hey Daniel, I'm like, where where's my pants at? Oh you got my weed. He doesn't smoke weed. My little brother, he's he's uh very intelligent. He he learned from his older brothers, you know, he never smoked weed, he you know, he never really partied or anything. And he and when I asked him where my bud was, he's like, I threw it away, you idiot. You know, and I'm like I'm like, Oh man, uh, got really mad. And it woke my sister
0: as, up. As you and, would get mad, right? Right. <laughs> you threw your and property I'm, away,
1: <laughs> right? And I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm like, you like, come on, dog, you know, and like, and so I'm like, you know, yelling and yelling and everything, you know, why'd you do that, you know? And 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 I woke my sister up. Well, you know, I ended up, I ended up storming out the house, and like, in our our room is on the second story of the house and, and he opened up the window of the bedroom and I was in the driveway and he throws the weed out into the driveway and he's like, he's like, there's your plant, stupid. <laughs> like, and it's just like, it's just this, this funny, this funny situation, you know? And I, and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, thank God I get to go get stoned out, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I come home later on that night and my parents are sitting there in the dining room, just waiting for me. And, uh, they sit me down and they're like, well, Andrea told us what was going on. So, um, you know, I, uh, I was like, I was like, oh crap, you know, like oh, what's going to happen now? Like, I mean, they can't ground me. I'm like, at this point, I'm like 19, you know, I'm like, you know, I, my, I did my, my college in one year. So I got my associates in one year. So I was like already out of college by the time I was 19. And I, and they sit me down and they're like, you know, Andrea told us, you know, what, uh, what had happened earlier. So you're moving back to California, uh, on Friday. And I was like, wait a minute. Cause I had a bunch of friends, you know, in, in Atlanta, you know, and I, um, and I was like, I was like, well, you can't, you can't just make me pack my life up and just, and just go back to California. Like, like that, like I was pissed, you know? And, um, so I stormed out of the house. And, um, they gave me an extra week. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, so, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You know, and, and honestly, like I look back at my life and I just like, and I'm like, Oh man, like, like, of course these things would happen, you know, being an adult now and, and having a one-year-old son and thinking about all the, all the things that I've been through. And I'm just like, oh, like of course this happened, you know? So I, that's how I ended up back out in California and I, and, um, I ended up, Becoming uh, an electrician, and uh, I did that for about a year and a half. And um, I was, you know, I started writing songs like more. Like I'd always written songs like poetry and stuff, but I I started playing more guitar and learning more guitar. Which, which by the way, like I when I first started playing guitar when I was like like 18, 17, Like I had learned started learning really in college from my roommate. And um, but I was already a singer, so it was like I really want to learn how to write songs. So like I never, I never picked up a guitar to, uh, um, to learn other people's music. But 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 of course that was obviously the intro to learning how to play. So I, um, when I first started playing, you know it was, um, you know it was it was basic to you know learn others other people's music and stuff. But when so I was what back, were the first out Cal- songs that
0: you were learning back then, Stephen Jewel.
1: Oh, man, um, it was, uh, there was some Led Zeppelin in there, you know, your your basic Green Day, and uh, some Metallica. Um, but but it, I, I sucked at it, you know what I okay. mean? It, it was it, like, I literally, I was like, how in the world do people do this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it, you know?
0: Hey, I and, have three um, guitars three that three I do not know how, to play.
1: Not know how to play. <laughs> well, you know what, I'll tell you this, man. If If I can play guitar, the way that i do now Mm -hmm. anybody can truly anybody anybody could play if you put if you put the right amount of energy and the right amount of time into anything and i mean i'm a true believer in that because because like i said i i absolutely stumped (laughs) playing guitar yeah and i you know i um until so you know since then until this day i've you know i've played i've played metal music i've played punk rock i've played jam you know hard rock music i've played country i i mean we'll get to that i i played country uh with alex flanagan for a little bit out in (laughs) nashville for for uh i lived in nashville for a little bit um but that was way later on down the road (laughs) Uh,
0: well take me through uh, okay you yeah you, you got kicked out of the house in what 2004 maybe and that yeah that three? was uh 2003
1: that was 2003. so you
0: did do one year of college yeah. and got your associates right away yes sir you are yes. a smarty pants mr stephen jewell <laughs> you
1: know what i my parents always told me that you know i like honestly i i was um a c student growing up but it was only because like i didn't apply myself properly Is like I, I i i i guess i i'm you know I, I i'm able to do these things but like i would never apply myself because i was always on that rebellious path but well, i was just like ah, and I would get lazy and, and i wouldn't do homework and different stuff like that but like when it came down to it i i, I got through it
0: you know well to me um, abc you're in the top three sure
1: <laughs> sure <laughs> um so, so i so
0: you had this engineering degree but did you do anything with it at all in illinois I, or, or, or even um, in california
1: you know what? No, not at all. Um, I I use it for applications okay. <laughs> to other types of jobs. Um, but when I got the electrician job, I um, it was through a family friend from church, oh, okay, and um, I you know I kind of just it was a blessing. You know I, I had gone back out to California and I, I started going back to church a little bit and uh, you know I I started. You know, going back to that neuropath a little bit. Well, what, what kind um, of church
0: were you into? Uh,
1: it you know it, it's a traditionally like a Baptist church. A Baptist. You know, um, nowadays that same church, which my parents still go to, that church, uh, mm-hmm. it's Grace Grace Church of Glendora. Uh, it's uh, non denominational now. You know what I mean? It's um, um Baptist. You know that was just it was called Grace Baptist Church, but I mean, realistically, it all comes down to the doctrine and the people that are there. Yeah. You know, so
0: um, well. I mean, uh, the ch- church. I I I, w- I was Catholic, and now I'm American. So y- you agree. sure? <laughs> and, and, but you know, the church. I, I always thought was the good fellowship. You know, and as long as you're you're meeting people that that are treating you right, and and I I think that that's the way to go. I mean, were you? Yeah. W- was it the oh. fellowship, or was it the the learning about uh, God um, and such, or? or- you know
1: growing growing up it was um or even you know to the present of what we're talking about um and you know as i got that electrician job it was it was about the fellowship then you know growing up it was definitely about the doctrine and learning about jesus christ and and learning you know i didn't really grasp i grasped the um the concept of god and jesus and the stories in the Bible. I didn't grasp the depths of why those stories are told and, and the proverbs and everything like that. Like, like these, um, these things that are, that, that are in the Bible that are meant to kind of help guide your decisions in a way. Um, uh, cause you know, it, and in reality, um, I, I've come to learn that, that God is, you know, Christ is love. You know what I mean? So, so in it, realistically with everything I've been through in life, um, I'm glad I, I grew up in a Christian family because the morals that come out of that, um, though I've made uh, tons of horrible, horrible, horrible decisions in my life, which, Absolutely you know, dark. we won't go into old, old depths <laughs> of all of those, but um, you know, I, I have the, I have this foundation, you know what I mean? That, that still helped me learn and, and, and love people, you know, Like the whole basic, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, for a basic one, you know, like the golden rule, baby. You know what I mean? Like, and and honestly, that's 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 helped me and that's hurt me. Yeah. You know, so you know, that's um, it's all in how you you utilize your love, and um, I try to love everybody as as um my equal, and you know, I'm no better than anybody. You know, I've I've spent many of years uh. just to fast forward to the past five years, I've, um, I've spent a lot of time helping a lot of artists, you know, because I, um, you know, if I were to like, like squeak through, you know, this, um, 2003 electrician thing you know i ended up you know i ended up with a couple of different bands doing like punk rock and different things like that and then i ended up coming back out to california and screwing off for a couple more years i mean uh back out to illinois and screwing off for a couple of years and then i went back to california and i became a union carpenter um okay. and yeah and i well that um, was different yeah i mean it uh, when I had come back, cause I was only back out in California after college for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, and I had come back out to Illinois and, um, I basically just like screwed off, you know, I it was, I was doing more drugs and, and, um, you know, I, I had some part-time jobs here and there and I, I was just, just being a, a goon, you know, doing doing what what you know kids do in their twenties. Like
0: so this, what you know, were you doing with the, with the music at this point, Stephen Jewel? At, and at, when did point, you actually get into it? Because you said you you were doing some theater and choir before that, or was it just choir? Uh,
1: it was theater and choir.
0: Theater and choir in yeah. high school. And how far did that go? Did you did you do any um, plays or or anything?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, um I did some some plays at, at church and um I did Mary actually I did Mary Poppins in elementary school. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and um you know what role it did didn't you play? go it didn't it didn't go anywhere. Um dude, I don't
0: even remember actually to be honest with you. Oh no,
1: okay. no, no, actually no. I played one of the chimney kids.
0: Hey, fantastic, yeah. man. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Um but I uh and I played a um oh man what was the name of that play at church um i did a couple of them there was one where i played a demon um a and church. then okay. yeah in church well because it was uh yeah you know i can see oh it. my goodness which it's was, in the bible uh, <laughs> right i don't remember what play it was my apologies i, I don't remember exactly which one it was no no worries and, and, and all this Stephen <laughs> jewel
0: is just really building the the base of on where you are now this is uh, right. this is giving me an idea of when was the first time that you were performing in front of people and you know how did you know th- sure. that entertaining how did that make you feel and um, when was the first that- time that you sang in front of people and did you do solos or was it only in choir uh-huh.
1: that was um in in theater uh the one the one solo that i did have it was at a church play and there was um there there was this character called hans bronson and there was a song it, it was called uh, i is me and i was the one singing it and it was like i is me, i is me, i is me, you know and um, so it had different it, octaves sure yeah and and as a kid you know my my uh my vocal range has changed a lot because, you know, smoking does that to you. you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it gave me the more... They gave me the more raspy voice now. But, like, I... You know, um,
0: you and Steven Tyler, baby. Right.
1: right. I, <laughs> he like, had you know, such a sweet like, voice. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I used to... Um, you know, being a, a punk rock enthusiast, I used to make fun of ass rock all the time, like Nickelback and stuff like that. But deep <laughs> down inside... I, I love Nickelback. Of course, you know what I mean? man. And I and I love and I love you know like Seether and Tool and like all these hard rock bands and and you know it's funny I always I always I always say this I'm like I'm like you know I used to make fun of them all the time because I thought that that was like the the punk rock thing to do but then God was like hi you're gonna do this but later on we're gonna give you that voice and we're <laughs> gonna see what you do with it because you know like I'm through uh, like and I like got this like hard rock voice yeah you, you did. know. But um it's like uh but I like it, you know, and I, I have different types of voices, I suppose. I um but when I when I started really performing, you know, in front of people um with a guitar and a band and all of that wasn't um until probably around 2000, 2007 or something like that, two thousand eight. Okay. Um, I, I was in a, I was in a progressive, like hard rock, uh, metal band called seven ply. Um, okay. I cover band or, it, or did you do some originals no, on that one? It was all original. I, um, I had met this guy cause we, you know, out in California, man, you, you know, you go, you go, you walk out your front door, there's opportunity you know yes, and and, and and we and and we had you know the the guitar center you know right there and i used to go in there all the time and just like mess around with the keyboards and just like try and make sounds with things because you know that's what that's what we love to do and like and and i remember going in there and i met i met met vincent Bricky and and this kid you know he he did like he used to do like viking metal stuff and like he was just this metal kid he was like 21 years old what's viking and he had metal? Oh man, it's just um, gosh! I would even know
0: I've heard big that the Swedes. No, I've heard that the Swedes are very into metal. metal. You know, every, oh, yeah. everybody in yeah. that area is really hardcore. Really hardcore. Sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he, you know, and he he had a he had a great voice, and he as a twenty one year old, you know, I met this. Kid, he was playing the keyboard at Guitar Center when I went in there. Um, that i wanted to go in there and mess around with and it was him and his wife and you know he was 21 years old and his wife was like a she was like 40 42 or 43 and she was a, a English a filipino english woman oh, okay and and it was like and it was it was just astonishing to me. I was just like I was like, man, how is this kid with with this? And it's like, but of course, you know, it's like it, that's the, that's the culture. You know what I mean? Like right. for him, no, like no judgment here. Love is a wonderful right, thing, <laughs> right? Never. And I was just, you know, I never met anybody in that kind of circumstance ever. You know, and uh, so naturally, you know, we started talking, and and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm learning. And at the time, I was like. um, I was like learning how to produce on M Audio sessions, and um, I had some crappy recordings, and and I was like looking for a band, and I was like, man, I really, I really want to like start, really taking this uh, to a different level, you know, and um, well, so
0: previous to so, that, you you were recording yourself on guitar yeah, and maybe the singing yes. too, kind of yes, accompanying yes. yourself uh, using M Audio, yes, M
1: Audio yes, sessions. I started on Audacity. Okay. Um, which if there's any producers listening uh, and we all know what audacity is, it's a bare minimum. Um, Mm -hmm. It's literally play, pause, you know, record. You had to there was no there was no bus like thing that you had to. I mean, it's just, you know, it it was easy to understand, you know, and so that's kind of like where I had started. And so, yeah. Most of have been
0: Cool Edit, and now Adobe Audition. I'm I'm sure, looking at yeah. Adobe Audition right here in front of me as we podcast. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely, um, I actually have Adobe Audition. I just never I never use it. I actually use Logic Pro now. Okay, um, along with a lot of other plugins and machines and different things like that but Ooh, teach um, me
0: tell me everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh we can get there how much time do we have oh you, know? sh- uh,
0: you can go forever and ever amen okay cool <laughs> Stephen <laughs> jewel <laughs> um, this is your life man
1: i appreciate that um so so basically like you know this guy um he uh, you know he's like yeah i got a little studio in my in my garage you know and i'm thinking oh really Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I dare you to come over and jam. He's like, you know, because like, and I was like, like, really? Okay, we're going to do this right now, you know, and I, you know, so I went, I picked up a a 12 pack and I went over there and, uh, and like, you know, I'll go into this, this garage and, and, you know, kids got the PA system set up and the MacBook and everything. He's got, he's got a sweet guitar and a drum set and all these things. And it's just me and him. You know, and and his wife, who you know, was very supportive of his career and everything, and cool. and and he taught me so much, you know, about playing metal music and just progressions and just different things like that, and um, and we one by one just started putting this band together, and uh, which we ended up putting Justin Parada, um, who Justin Parada was a bass player, and he. Um, I went to school with him. I, I I'd known him since second grade, you know, and um, so I, you know, naturally, I, you know, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, I got this thing. You know, you want to come and come and play?" And um, and then so there were three, and then there were three, right? And then like uh, and then so there was this place called Fryer Tux. Um and that was out in pomona and uh we used to go out there all the time because they had little punk rock shows there and and um i remember going and there was this guy playing drums by himself to like a recording on the stage and i was just like huh you know and, and and i'm looking at vincent and i'm like i'm like We should ask this guy to come come play. You know, we should ask this guy to come try out. You
2: know,
0: that should round uh, out the band a little backbeat.
1: Right, right, sure. And uh, and we didn't really like both of us sing, but like I, I was there was no way I was gonna play this metal stuff on guitar and I was more infatuated with playing the guitar in a band than I was singing, you know, and, um, there was no way I was going to play the guitar and play this music, you know, play this music and sing at the same time. And, uh, and Vincent, he was able to do, but it just wasn't, it wasn't it, you know? And, uh, we, we ended up going out to uh, guitar center one day mm-hmm. and, uh, we're out in the parking lot and, you know, our fashion's loud. And uh, so was the weed in this car next to us. So it was a couple of rappers.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: and which was, Hot uh, boxing it? it? You're right, right. It was J Swoop and, uh, and Young Meta. Young Meta.
0: Oh, he named is, names. Is, Uh-oh. <laughs> hey,
1: it's oh, wait, good, but it's man. legal in, in California, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. And <laughs> hey, these are my bros. These are my bros, man. You know, now, you know. And um, that was how I got introduced to starting to do hip hop. But we'll get to that and um I, Put a pin in that. yeah and i so you know naturally we got out of the car and like i said our fashion's loud and so these guys like yeah you gotta look like rockstar blah, blah blah you know it's like ah, oh, yeah bro, you know and we're like we're just like you know putting this band together we're talking to them just chopping it up on the parking lot and they're like well dude our our, our buddy renegade is inside and he's buying a guitar right now and 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 he's a singer and he's you know a punk rock like singer but he helps us with hip-hop and I'm like I'm like oh really you know so so not much longer later you know Joe his name is Joseph uh, Joseph Renick um, oh, called himself Renegade and he he comes walking out and I'm looking at this dude he like he like almost looks like Bradley Knoll and like almost like sounds like this guy you know and like and I'm like and he's tatted up and he's like you know loud like we are and I'm like if this guy sings dude this is it <laughs> like, you know
0: it's all coming together steve and jewel
1: you know what i mean and like and so so next thing you know we we got a full a full group in this by the way tiny garage that has all this stuff in it i mean it had to be no bigger than a shed you know but it was a garage that would fit it would fit one car but it was turned i mean he had you know he had uh foam in it and like you know the 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 plywood that was, you know, showing and everything, you know, and it's like, it wasn't painted or anything. And it was, you know, it was a makeshift, you know, little studio that he had in there. And, and so, so they ended up coming over, um, after leaving guitar center and, and this guy jumps on the mic and just, just starts doing this random stuff to these songs that we had been writing. And then, you know, from there, it just kind of like came together and, and next thing you know, we're playing at Friar Tux and, you know, we're playing different shows and stuff. And, um, the drummer, well, hold on. Let me back up. We, the drummer, the first show that we played, the drummer that we had found at Friar Tucks playing by himself. Um, he, uh, he got really nervous and, Mm. and, and messed up, um, quite a bit on our first show and he, he quit. Okay. (laughs) All right. And, um, but, but, we quickly we quickly rounded up another drummer because my bass player uh justin he knew um john uh, another guy named john who um we uh we also went to high school with back in the day and so he came on he was very familiar so he had a, a very punk rock style so it kind of added that um that good like punk rock to the metal you know progressive hard rock style that we were doing and um you know we did that for a little bit. We called we called in the band Seven Ply because we're, you know, we were we were sitting we were sitting in the in the studio in the garage and and we're like, "Well, what are we going to call ourselves, you know?" And and uh we're all looking around, came up with some different, you know, I was like, "Oh, about the sticky penny is a, you know, some stupid punk rock name or whatever." <laughs> and like and like and so I'm looking at the walls and I'm like, "Man, this is like seven ply plywood." And I was like, "How about <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like i was seven play you know and everybody's like all right cool we'll go with seven play It sounds cool you know well, i mean
0: but- you know as, as harsh as you you say this uh practice room was it seems like it was made for punk rock and and metal sure. and, and the like so it seems like it was a good practice room so how many people sure. are in the band at this point
1: uh there was let me see one two three four five of us
0: five yeah, so you had two people. guitars uh what, what, two guitars
1: a have? bass player a drummer and a singer
0: oh okay so the singer was solo no no instruments at all and that's you that's right. or, is, or is that that,
1: somebody that was uh that was joey the one that we met with the rappers
0: yes with the rappers.
1: um so through that through all that um you know these rappers you know they they liked trying to do the rock and the hip hop type thing, because that's why they were messing with our now singer, you know, who called himself Renegade in the hip hop world. And he, he was Joey with us. But, you know, yeah, it I started like he worked
0: going, out. He's all tatted up. A good front yeah, man. Uh, great
1: guy. Yeah, he was a great front man. You perfect. know, he was, he was a really good guy. Um, and and uh, so I started going to the studio with him, with, you know, Jay Swoop and Young Meta. And um, young meta actually was uh, sugar Shane Mosley's nephew. Um, and so I don't know if you guys, if you know who sugar Shane Mosley is the boxer. Um, Dig but, it, uh, I th- like it th- through that. List. Yeah. And he, you know, I, you know, I started playing guitar and stuff in, in the studio with them. And I tried doing some vocals and stuff with Joey and, you know, doing the hip hop thing. And I, you know, I ended up meeting like Swift L, who was like doing like Get a Grip Entertainment and like all this stuff. And I so so I started calling myself Medicaid. <laughs> OK, I was I was Medicaid in the in the hip hop world and um so any particular reason
0: or just something that that came about
1: honestly it was just it was to me i look back at it now and i'm just like you call yourself medicaid because (laughs) i was like i'm like you know i was like man i love medicaid bro i'm like i love to smoke weed and like i love medicaid like i was like i'll be medicaid you know living the lifestyle uh, i get it yeah you know and uh and they dug it you know it was cool and like um So I did that for a little bit, and um, and uh, shoot, man.
0: Well, so 2007, uh, you're doing that. What? I mean, were you practicing together? Did you form a a pretty good sound? And you say you were writing songs. Who's doing the writing?
2: We had,
1: you know, Vincent did most of the writing. Um, He, uh, like I said, in this time frame, he was. Um, he was teaching me a lot, um, of, about writings and progression. And then when Justin jumped in, like he was very, uh, well versed in, um, songwriting and everything as well. So like I was, it was really a big learning process for me in songwriting specifically, for you sure. know? Um, and,
0: um, well, I mean, did you anything know, get produced and, and put out there?
1: Um, we did start recording and like, you know, they had these, um, they had these little, uh, recording rooms that you can go to out in like Hollywood and different places. Oh yeah. And uh, you go out there and you, you basically rent this room out and they have like a recording stack in there and you just do like a room mic recording, you know, that's how it was back in the day. And you know, you burn the CD and everything like that. Um, and uh you're you know, we back started, in the
0: day it's like 13 years ago man sure
1: i well i mean look dude i remember i remember waiting on the radio for the beatles to play and me and me hitting record on my cassette tape you okay. know what i
0: mean like All right. like
1: i was i was live in those days too you're, you're taking you know? me back
0: to my youth now okay
1: yeah you know what i mean so like i mean i was a yeah you know, i say back in the day because now i i mean i'm literally sitting at my desk right now and i'm like looking at my DJ controller and my keyboard and a, an a, and a iMac and these big speakers and my my beat pad and like all these things. I'm like, dude, nah, I didn't have this back in the day. You You've know? come but a I'm long doing,
0: way, baby. <laughs> yeah. Steven.
1: they're doing, so, <laughs> doing something way different now, you know. <laughs> but right, so, of course, I,
0: yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, I was going to say, I, you know, um, but. I did that, and I was a union carpenter at the time too. You okay, know, so while you I, had
0: a Joe job that gave you yeah. some insurance. You had a steady sure, paycheck, yeah. you know. Because yeah. I tell people the entertainment b- business, the money can be good, but the work's not steady. So yeah. you know, having a Joe yeah. job is not such a bad thing,
1: right? You know, and I, you know, I ended up, you know, through all of this. Um, we're now we're going to get down into like. Like the hard part of everything was, you know, I ended up the guy, you know, I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to go that far, but I, say, but I ended up, I ended up getting mixed up in the wrong drugs. You know, I, um, <clears throat> to be completely transparent here about myself, you know, I, I ended up, sorry, start, I started doing meth, Okay. you know, tell and like, what, and it, tell me what that experience is. And, you know, it was, um, at first, it was uh, it was just a thing where it was like you know I, I you know I I would do I would smoke and I would drink and and I would do some you know coke on occasion and um, like it shows and different things and and then I got introduced to meth and like <laughs> at first it was um, it was just a it was kind of like using it as a tool like and I know it sounds weird. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of artists out there that can that can relate to why I'm saying that right. There has um, to be
0: something but, good about it because so many right. people do it I, I Right. I, and, I have to live vicariously through you
1: <laughs> and I you know, i i um i it, it it went from being a recreational thing to a dependency in a way, you know, and and it happened within a uh, I mean, almost in a matter of a heartbeat, it seemed like because um before you know it i i i was telling myself well i i can't i can't do this show unless i do this you know this thing or i can't play this music or write this music or or do anything unless i'm high and like which was like that's the d that's the devil that's the devil you know and it's like and and it was it was rough like i ended up so See, you no, were torn.
0: Up. You're you're still going right. to church, I'm guessing a little bit, or oh no, no. Okay, I was, by I was, this time you <laughs> left that to the wayside. Yeah. But you still yeah, had that. I, you still had that feeling of. Man, maybe I'm okay. not doing the right thing.
1: Oh, sure. The entire okay. time. I've always had that feeling. Every time I've been doing something stupid like that, I'm always like telling myself, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, but but I'm selfish, you know, as, as yeah, humans yeah. are. And and I was, you know, self self gratif you know, doing that self gratification thing. You gotta you know? take care of like,
0: yourself first. I mean Yeah, I was having good. fun,
1: you know. And but that fun, like, you know, it turned into um it turned into a dependency that that I couldn't control, you know. And I and I ended up I ended up losing, you know, uh, my house. And I ended up I ended up losing everything, man. I and I, um, my band, you know, all these things. I, you know, the band split up. All these things and like and it just, um, it was hard, man. You know, and you know we we ended up lose it we were man so this is another part of the story that that like it was like crazy for me it was like um after john the drummer uh had moved on to another thing so we were out of drummer and this was like before like the meth had gotten like really bad and stuff but um we i met another drummer um at a guitar center named brian cox and uh, brian cox was the brother of michael cox of Cold chamber um, who was the drummer for Cold Chamber, and so, so things were like, man, I was like, I was like, holy crap, dude, you know, like I, I like, he he didn't tell us that at first, you know, and and so, realistically in my mind, like once I found this out, because like he he'd been jamming with us for a little bit, and we, you know, he came to pick us uh, pick me up one one night, and he was like, hey, we're gonna go uh, pick up my brother, and we're going over to to pasadena where they're having like this this bar opening or whatever and like and and so so we get there and he gets in the car and i'm like looking at him i'm like because i liked cold Ch- cold chamber growing up you know it was they had the go you know like this this <laughs> um there was a they were they were big back when you know corn and lint biscuit and you know everything was um popping and i'm looking at him and i'm like and he's like, "Oh, it's Michael, you know, Michael Cox." I'm like, "Brian Cox," and I'm sitting there thinking, "Wait, Michael Cox, Brian Cox, Brian's a drummer," and I'm like, Michael Cox. And I look at him. I'm like, "I'm like, dude, this this guy looks familiar." I was like, "I was like, hold up, are, are you are you Michael Cox? <laughs> <laughs> like, like from Cold Chamber, Michael Cox, you know?" <laughs> And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know,
0: like nonchalantly. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, like, don't make a big God. deal out of it. I'm just I'm a star. Just like, <laughs> oh.
2: Well,
1: you know, and I'm like, and I'm like, holy crap! And I like look at Brian. I was like, why did you fucking tell me your brother was? <laughs> you know and like and he's like well i don't just like go around telling everybody that because then that would like you know defeat the purpose of trying to build a friendship you know right and like and uh, but but it was cool how it all worked out you know and like and i and i had a lot of cool experiences through that you know and and cold chamber was like talking about getting back together then and and uh you know brian ended up not even actually like working out for the band because he had a different band and you know we like he was just too busy and, and we were trying to make it work you know and but me and him became like really good friends you know and and we we hung out i mean i, I was hung, hanging out with cold chamber uh out in hollywood i mean i remember going and seeing neo geo um which was the uh, the lead guitarist from from cold chambers uh new band and, um, and so we went to go see them at the key club and afterwards we ended up over at the, the rainbow I ended up meet, like meeting Ron Jeremy and I ended up making out with the lead singer in Neo Geo. Who's okay. a girl. Who's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> very- <laughs>
0: Thanks for the <laughs> clarification. Cause like, you know, mentioned Ron like, Jeremy, anything sure, goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And I, you know, and, and we were, you know, and I, you know, when you walk like, with like the rainbow, you know, you got the front door. And then to the right of the front door, they have like the patio area um, where it's like a, it's like a gate at like a wooden gate and they had another door going into the rainbow. So like I had um, just gotten done with it, the lead singer um, making out with her and like doing, doing some Coke in the bathroom and stuff. Um, As and,
0: you do at the I, rainbow.
1: Right. And, and I'm walking out the, the patio side looking for brian and michael and like everybody and like and i and i'm walking up to the front door like through the patio and like i'm like you know obviously clearly looking for somebody and ron jeremy comes walking out of the front door of the rainbow and like is basically doing the same thing as i am like looking for somebody and we like look around each other and like look at like, ron jeremy I like, you know, and I, you know, I was like, I shook his hand and went about my way, and like, it was just like, it was like, it's just a cool experience. You yeah, know? the and, hedgehog, uh, hello. Yeah, and like, and so, you know, through all that, it just. The band just like started falling apart, dude, you know. And after you know, I thought all these cool things were gonna start happening because I was like, Oh man, you know, our our drummer, you know, who is trying to be our drummer, his brother is a drummer, but then I'm thinking connections, all these things, you know. Which, you know, that that would have all been great, you know. And Cold Chamber was talking about getting back together and like and so All these things I felt like were coming into place, but but mind you, at the same time I'm like high
0: too, you know. And like so, I so your memories might be a little fuzzy on that one.
1: No, 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 no. As in, like I'm high. As in, like like things aren't necessarily the way that you think they are. Right, they're a little fuzzy. (laughs) Yeah, things are a little fuzzy. yeah,
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like it's you know, in the end of the day, I ended up giving. I ended up you know the drug became more of a priority the band fell apart we stopped jamming and the drug became a priority for me and you know i ended up i ended up losing my house i ended up um, you know i i was living in my car
0: i mean there's so at, much at this day. point were you in, in, a, in a relationship or you're mostly on your own so,
1: i you know. actually i actually was um i oh boy um I mean Let's you don't see. have to I delve will...
0: into it if you don't want to. Oh, I was just no, trying no, to establish I, I whether, whether you had a responsibility it. to somebody or you were on um, your own, you know.
1: I did I, I was on my own as far as like living. Um but I um I did have a girlfriend at the time, so like and we were we were like using together and stuff. Okay. So like that so that that was like a part that that played a big part in the direction of how everything was going to, you know. And like and we were both just engulfed in in this thing you know and um next thing you know i've like i'd sold all my music equipment majority of my music equipment i mean i saw an acoustic guitar and stuff and um i was living in my car i i had lost my license at this point because i had gotten some tickets and i never paid them and and i you know my tags were expired and and you know i didn't have insurance and i was just like man and I, and, and just just smoking meth every day Sounds you like two thousand seven,
0: two thousand eight. You're spiraling,
1: right? You know, and I'm I'm running around in circles, and um, and I, I finally had gotten to this point where um, I had it. I just had it, man. You know,
0: and so what do you I think was rock bottom.
1: The this at to be honest, at, at this point, this was this was actually around two thousand ten. Um, so three years have gone by oh yeah you know what i'm saying so three years have gone by of doing all of this of what i'm everything i'm talking about
0: sure okay you know all right that's and, uh, that makes more sense it's a lot yeah, yeah quite a bit longer. yeah
1: right so so at this point it's like 2010 almost 2011 and like and i like i said i was living in my car and like and I, I had been up for probably like a week dude i don't even know and and <laughs> like you know what I mean? And I, and I and 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 I I was like starting to get this this light like schizophrenia. You know, like why well, I, I started. Feeling like these, like, did I have this whole conspiracy built up in my head that these people were following me, you know, trying to take my car, which I owned, by the way, <laughs> like, you know, like, because I was driving with, with no tags and, and no license. And I like, I thought there was this organization that, you know, almost like a repo type wow. thing. Like I, you know, I, and, uh, this, and like anybody that's listening, this never do math. <laughs> you know what
0: i mean it's okay it's that's nuts. bottom line you know, never do bottom
1: meth. line <laughs> bottom line you know what i mean because it's all fun and games until it just you know it really and you can't control it yeah, you know i mean and, but and what just,
0: what was the the upside why do people do meth
1: bro to be honest like i i was i was writing like a maniac you know i was i i felt like i felt like a genius almost you so know yeah, it would pick me up, and like, and I was able to like, to like write these words that, and 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 this and these progressions, and this, you know, because at this point, like, you know, I had learned a lot about about writing on guitar, and so like, I would just mash on the guitar and just, you know, stay up and and like just, you know, and like it, it's it was powerful, you know, where like I that's that's where the the uncontrollable you know, part of it kind of comes into play where it's like, you know, I want to be able to write like that again when I'm sober. I, I, it doesn't feel the same. So it's like, you know, that's how it, it, tr- it truly just takes you over. And, um, for so me, anyway, and Jewel, I, did
0: you, did you write anything that, that became usable later that you were able to use? To be honest, like,
1: I look back in comparison to where I'm at right now and what I've released now and what I'm doing now. And I think about what I wrote back then. No. Okay. You know, there there was (laughs) something that you could be real proud of or. No, I mean, I, you know, as a musician, as, as a writer, like I'm proud of a lot of the stuff that I write, but um, like the, the musical path is, is um, always progressive. You know what I mean? So so this was a huge learning time for me. And, and it was... Um, there's some cool songs in there that I had written. There's a song called Nasty Habits that I wrote um, that is actually on YouTube. There's a music video for it that I did years down the road. Um, and it is probably my most solid song. And I'm saying that as in for then as cause everything I wrote by myself was way different than what I ever did with my band. Okay. You know what I'm saying? As a writer, because like I said, Vincent was doing most of the writing in the band. And so like I was following along with what he was doing and you know, um, everything I was writing on my own through this process was, um, it was mostly acoustic, you know? And, um, so I, um, I wouldn't say that any of it was gold or platinum you sure. know what i mean but in, in you know nasty habits is is my brother robert's favorite song i've ever done
2: well, um, right. and
1: i i did actually go um after well i'll get to that part but um so so i'm so here i am back in my car you know and i'm sitting in front of my girlfriend's house what kind and, of car was it just and, so just so we was, have
0: context uh,
1: it was a, a 2005 Civic Si hatchback.
0: It's a little tiny um, car. How do you-
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, it, but it was it was a cool car. It man. was a it cool was, car,
0: I, but it's nothing to it, live in.
1: Man. Sure, no, not at all. I mean, I had racing seats in that thing, and the shifter knob was on the dashboard. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, and and uh, so, excuse me, I'm eating some Lucky John, too. Um, I'm getting
0: a little R right now, so yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so... So I'm sitting in front of my girlfriend's house at this time and I'm just like, dude, like I'm thinking that these people that are driving by I, I I like, let's quotes, keep seeing the same people and I'm like, these people are gonna they're following me. You know, like I said, I've been up for like a week, you know, or something <laughs> and like
0: that. You're in their neighborhood. Of and course it's the same people.
1: Sure. <laughs> exactly, right? You know what I mean? You think realistically about this down the road and you're just like, ah, okay. But but anyway, I I didn't tell my girlfriend at all. You know, at this point, I was just like, I'm out of here, dude. And I take off, dude. And I'm I, this is in Montclair. And I jump on the 10 freeway. And I'm like, Phew. I'm headed down the 10th freeway going towards L.A. And I'm just like, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I'm like looking in my rearview mirror. And I'm like, I'm still thinking these people are following me, dude. And I get off. <laughs> I get off in San Dimas, Glendora area. And I and I and I, I was like I was like two people can play this game, so I get behind this car, and I'm like I'm like well, you can follow me, I can follow you. Who knows if this person was even following me, dude? You know what I mean?
0: And I'm, way, like, I'm just like if they catch you behind them, you're, you're going to be freaking right. them out.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like and I'm like I'm like two can play this game, and then like and so I end up in um in the target target parking lot um in San Dimas, uh, right off the 57 um and grand and i and i'm sitting in my car and i so there's a the coffee i believe it's a coffee clash i was right there so i i go inside the coffee clash and i have my laptop and that's like how it like communicate through gmail with um like you can call people and stuff like that and like i didn't have a phone and um so i'm using their wi-fi and i call my girlfriend i'm like so i left um you know, I'm like I'm like people are following me, blah blah blah, you know, and I'm freaking out and like and people are walking into the coffee clash. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, man, all these people are involved in this thing, and they're oh they're God. gonna they're closing in on me, bro. You know, and I'm like, and and they're all looking at me weird. Well, of course they were looking at me weird. One, I was a punk rocker with loud, long red hair, looked like focus seagulls, okay. you know, and a and a deep V neck with skinny jeans and a pair of vans. Like I was allowed a bunch of tattoos. I'm a loud person.
0: You know? I think I'm I'm, I'm painting the picture here. And, yeah, yeah, I, I got I'm, the picture I'm in tweaking. my mind.
1: Yeah, and I'm tweaking, of course they're looking at me like, dude, look, either they're looking at me because, whoa, look at this guy's hair, his outfit, or his tattoos, or they're looking at me because, like, oh, God, this guy's tweaking dads right now, you know? And so, like, I'm, like, freaking out, and I go outside, and I go to my car, and I'm, like, and and I'm pulling things out of my car, and I'm, like, yelling at people in the parking lot, and I'm, like, I'm, like, are you a part of it? are you a part you could have my you could have my car i was like you can't have my bible you can't have my guitar i'm taking them. you could have my car you know and and these people are looking at me like whoa dude like like what is wrong with you you know and and so like i kind of like settle down a little bit and i and i go and i sit in the table at the table is out front of the coffee class and um and and i'm playing the guitar i still have video um on my hard drive from my old laptop from that time of me sitting there with my guitar trying to play these, mu- these these songs and like and like stopping and like crying and like talking to my to to you know i'm filming myself and i'm just like man i feel like i'm being followed i feel like an animal right now like all these things and this sweet girl comes out out from the coffee clash and she like comes out and she's like hey can. I- can I help you with anything? She's like, Are you okay? You know, I've seen you out here, you know. And, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm telling her these people are following me. And she's like, Sweetheart, I don't think anybody's following you. Mm. And I'm just like, No, you don't understand. You don't understand. Like, no, these people. She's like, Sweetheart, I don't think anybody's following you. And I'm like, Man. Oh, and she's like, Do you want to use the phone? Do you want to call somebody? And I'm like, At this point, at this point, like, I had. I I, I came to a fork in the road in my, you know, in my, in my ability to choose, do I call my mom and dad who are down the road and, and, and just stop this garbage? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just stop it. Or do I call my girlfriend and find a way to go back over there? Or do I just say, screw it and leave and go back there? Or take off my car and do something oh, else. This is the you point know, whatever. movie where
0: where where you go to commercial. Oh man, I'm on the cliffhanger. <laughs> What's he going to choose, you know? man?
1: And and I'm sitting here. I'm like I'm like yeah, you know what? And I, and I call my stepmom. You know, <laughs> and um and and you know my stepmom and I didn't really have that great of a relate. Like we butt heads a lot, you know. And that was you know if we if we just like. Backtrack just for for a quick second. That was one of the reasons why I moved to Illinois in high school. Is because I was like, I'm done with this. I'm moving. Okay, you know, and I didn't mention that then because no, I, wanted hey, to I mean, on that. you know, people, people have relationship <laughs> but,
0: problems. And now, what, what, know. when did your your folks split up? If you don't mind?
1: Uh, when I was four years old. Okay. Okay. Or like yeah.
0: two or something like that. Yeah, mine you know? did too. So, so I mean, it's, yeah. it's America, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you know, my stepmom and my stepfather had been my stepmom and stepfather and taking care of me on both sides, <clears throat> excuse me, for, um, yeah, my whole life, you know, like they helped raise me, you know? So, but we, we didn't get, you know, me and my stepfather really didn't get that along that well either, but, um, I'm a mama's boy in a way, <laughs> you know, me and my, me and my dad have a, have a great relationship. I have a great father, great mother, you know, uh, we have, my dad and i don't we don't really communicate that well necessarily but i think that's just because that's how my dad is like he's a he's a, a crane operator like he's a hard-working man like he's you know uh if you're not paying the bills you're you're you know you're wasting your time like
0: sounds like thing, a manly man you know, man. And, you know military yeah guy. yeah
1: sure totally you know um great father you know yeah. definitely gave up gave me everything i i um i needed not necessarily everything, even though I he did get things I wanted, but he made sure everything I needed was there. Um, so, so I call my stepmom and I'm like, "Hey, I was like, you gotta come pick me up. I was like, you gotta come get me in my car. I was like, I was like, I'll explain, you know, but I need you to come get me." So, her and my little brother show up, and she, she drive, you know, she shows up, and like my my stepmom and my dad, um, they knew that I was living this like. Lightweight rock star type lifestyle in a way, you know. And um, they didn't, I don't think they really understood like how far into like the drugs and stuff that I was. Like, there was kind of like um, unspoken between us, you know. And when she showed up, she just like took one look at me. She's like, Oh my gosh. She's like, Are you okay? And I was just like, No, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not okay. Like, I was like, I am so fart on like i need to like you know like drive if you you know she drove my car home my little brother you know he's uh you know he's like 18 or 19 at this time or something he never seen me like this and he's driving me in my mom's car back to the house and i'm like you know telling him just like you know never do this you know never like you know like you would as an older brother while your little brother's sitting there looking at you like dude what's going on bro <laughs> you know and uh, my this other this is a different little brother this is my dad's son my dad and my stepmom not not the one that threw the weed out the window that was okay my, okay um, that was my mom's son
0: um and yeah, he's still but, in um, illinois right yeah 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 um, now, hey uh and, i guess we got to give a big thanks to the the girl at the coffee shop uh, that, yeah, no, absolutely. That, that handed you the phone and and yeah. uh, let you make that choice. <laughs>
1: absolutely, big ups yeah. to her. Good job. Yeah, she uh, she knew something was up. Obviously, I was screaming at people <laughs> in the parking lot, like. But she had, you know, she had the the heart to come out and like say something, to me, you know, and like and so uh, we got back to my my parents' house and and my older brother Robert, who's like actually my only blood like sibling between my mom and dad. He's a year and a half older than me. Um, all my other siblings are, um, between my mom and stepdad and my dad and stepmom. Um, but, uh, he, my brother, Robert, um, was living in the trailer in the, uh, driveway of my dad's house at the time in between, you know, trying to get, he was going to school at, uh, at Fullerton community college and stuff out in Orange County.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: uh he was doing like uh summer classes and stuff and uh so we got there and i you know i told i told my mom my stepmom i was like i was like you know uh block this car between behind all the cars you know what i mean and i was like you could have my car i was like i'm done you know and at this point at this time you know i um i i was sitting in the backyard, And, and I was, you know, high as a kite and like, and I was just waiting for my dad to get home because like, I didn't like, I was nervous about my dad getting home, but I was also excited. And I was just like, I wanted to be like, be like, this is like, I just wanted to spill my guts in a way. You know what I mean? Where I was just like, I'm so bad right now, dad. I'm so sorry. You know, like all these things. And, um, I'm sitting in the backyard and my dad gets home and like, and I, um, he never came out to talk to me. Like, and I sat there and I sat there and I was just like, man, I'm like, what in the, I was like, why isn't he coming out here to talk to me? So like I had a, a switch and I was like, you know what, screw this, you know? And so I, so I grabbed my backpack and my laptop and I, and, and I start walking down the road and my dad storms out the front door and he's like, and he's like, get back here. And I turned around and I'm just like, I'm like, look, I'm like, why would you care now? You know, like I was like, I was like, I've been sitting in a backyard waiting for, you know, as a kid, you know, like, and, and being like nervous and stuff, I'm, I'm selfishly I'm thinking my dad should come out and talk to me, you know, but, but in reality, I think about it and it's like, maybe I should have went in and talked to my father, you know, but, but, you know, he comes out and he starts yelling at me. I'm like, he never cared, you know, like all of these things start going into all these things, you know, where it's like, you never cared. So I left. You know, and I went, I went to the McDonald's down the road and, and I, and I called my ex-girlfriend and I was going to go back to my ex-girlfriend's house. But as I was sitting there at McDonald's, I, the people were walking in and I started thinking, Oh my gosh, they're here now. <laughs> oh like, no, you know, Cause it's like, mind you, this is, this is still the same day, you know? And, um, so I ran my ass back to my dad's house and, and went to the trailer And like, I talked to my dad and, and, you know, that night and I, and I got some rest and I, you know, I ended up, I ended up tying myself to my brother's hip, um, and going, you know, my brother was very involved at the church that he was going to, um, Crossroads and Moment Church out in Orange County. And, um, he, uh, like I said, was very involved there and I, and he was taking classes in Orange County at at Fullerton and, um, and so I tied myself to his hip and, um, I quit, Cold turkey, you wow. know, and uh, Any repercussions?
0: the faith, uh, I mean, you said
1: um I did go to the hospital once. Okay. um I um it I don't know if it it had to do with like a withdrawal thing, but like at the same time, like like it was just my my chest. Like I felt like I was having a heart attack and stuff. Like so, I I think it was you know obviously my body you know talking back to me about you know obviously I didn't do drugs you know for. You know a couple few years at this point you yeah. know like hard drugs you know and um like more so than i had done before and like um obviously but i go to the hospital and um you know they they do the tests on me and everything and and i at the time when i went to the hospital i was actually helping out at um, the orange county rescue mission um i was completely sober just you know trying to get involved in the church and like this was, I mean, the only reason why I don't think it was a it was a, wit- a withdrawal type thing was because I mean this was like this was like a couple of weeks later, you know what I mean? And um, but I still had this this elephant on my chest, you know, and like yeah. I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack, and um, and the doctors had done all the tests and everything, and they were, you know, they brought back. You know my my screen for like all the drugs and everything, and they were all came back negative and stuff. Cause cause they asked me they were like, have you been doing drugs or anything? I was like, no, I've I've quit everything. And when I when I had gotten that sheet back that that said negative on everything, like I <laughs> like I started crying. I was just like, I was like, man, this is like the first time in, gosh, dude, who knows how long? Like I that, like I like not had a drug in my system. Like I was like kind of proud of myself, but like at the same time, like I was it, it was scary, you know, because like I. The doctor said that, you know, that I was just probably, it was like a panic
2: attack basically,
1: you know, yeah. in a way. And I, I, for what reason I have no idea. Cause I was, I was at, at Orange County rescue mission helping out with the kids there and stuff with my brother in the church and stuff. And like, it was just like, it came out of nowhere where I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I gotta go to the hospital, you know? Um, but as far as that, you know, like, um, any kind of withdrawals, and repercussions or whatever, you know, for that. Um, I don't believe that that was a part of it, but um, I f- I truly feel like I got lucky. You know, I got blessed, you know, because to be able to, um, it's a mindset, you know. But, I mean, if we'll get to even just the recent parts of my life, too, you know. Sure. But But um, it's, uh, you know, so I started going down this path, you know, going back to church. I started helping out with the Young Adults Ministry and everything. I started working at Hot Topic. Um, and I ended up becoming a Hot Topic model. Um, How about that? Yeah, sure. If you go, actually, if you go to hottopic.com and search the Misfits, I'm the guy wearing the black and white Misfits
0: t shirt. Oh no, kidding, man. That's cool.
1: yeah, um, the iconic Misfits. I'm pretty sure I'm wearing like the Ramones and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so I ended up working at Hot Topic, and uh, my brother became a big part of um, my my music in a way like he started supporting me you know and uh he ended up taking me um to a couple different producers and we started like recording some stuff and um we recorded nasty habits um that song that was his favorite song and everything
0: and you said Um, that was what 2010
1: that was uh yeah that was around 2000 that was 2000 uh 2010 2011 like like between those, like half and half, you know. Sure. Um, and so, um, I did that for a while. I me, you know, me and my brother ended up moving out of my parents' trailer um, and moving on campus over in Orange County. And um, we uh, lived there for a little bit. And like, and you know, I got Like I said, I got involved in the young adults ministry. And my brother, my brother was um, very passionate a guy is a very passionate guy. You know, he, um, he, there was this guy Brandon, um, that I remember the first time we went and picked him up. He's like, well, we gotta go pick up Brandon, uh, before church. I was like, all right, cool. You know? And this was, you know, only like a month into my sobriety and like, and we go to like this bank Mm -hmm. and like park in the parking lot. And like this guy walks up and like gets in the car and like, and he's a he's a homeless guy. He's a you know he's, um, he's around around our age, and and he's from Arkansas. Um, <laughs> and he he had been homeless for like eight years, and like but um, he oh man he used to go to Not of This World at um, the Irvine um, the Irvine Mall, and Jared Wilson, rest his soul, um, he. Gosh, there's so much I can go into right now. But anyway, like uh, Brandon, you know, he kind of was like the beginning to like a mission that we kind of started where like when my brother started taking this guy to church with him, you know, he always told him, you know, when I get my own place, like I'll I'll give you a place to stay. We'll get you back into society. You know, we'll help you, you know, just basically like get a job. You know all these things. You know, get get some nicer clothes, different things like that. And so I remember that first night that we took him to, that I met this guy, and and we went to church. And after church, we went we went to go take him back and drop him off. And so we we get there and and we drop him off, and he goes to like you know because he was homeless, like he had a you know a box and he had different you know stuff. And there was other homeless people there. And so I, and and we drive away, and I'm. You know and we were still we were actually still living in the trailer at my parents house at this time and 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 i'm like and i'm sitting here thinking i'm like i'll start crying i'm like i'm like bro how did we just do this (laughs) how how in the world did we just like go pick this and and just go drop him off on the street and like that's just okay you know, and so my brother, you know, like I said, it always told him, you know, when, when I get my own place, you know, we're going to, we'll, you know, I want to help you and different things like that. So once we moved to Fullerton, you know, we, we'd gotten this one bedroom apartment and um, it was tiny, you know, and um, and of course, we were still taking Brandon to church and picking him up and everything. And and one day um, after church, you know, we, we would go to the night, you know, college college kids on sunday nights that's right. like when we would take him and um and you know brandon comes up to me he's like hey you know rob said that you know i'd be able to move in you know and everything once you guys get settled in a place and stuff and like you know he's i asked him and he said you know he's got a lot of work right now that he's doing you know like in school and like he's busy and i was like, uh-uh. i went so i so i went to my brother and i told him i was like how in the world at this point like you know i we had been there for like a week or two you know and i'm and i'm thinking how in the world are you gonna tell this guy that we're dropping off and I, i was like i was like you need to fix that right i was like brandon's coming home with us tonight you know what i mean like because because there's no way, like we're doing this, and you tell him this, and like if this is our mission, this is our mission. You know what I'm saying? And like, and and I, you know, I love doing it. You know, we we ended up, you know, helping out um, a couple other people. But I, I remember, I remember uh, riding with Brandon. You know, we got him some, we got him some clothes, we got him cleaned up. And, and, you know, I remember riding with him every, you know, the requirement for living with us was that you fill out five job applications every day, five days a week, you know? And, um, and so, so I would ride with Brandon and, you know, he, he was a very insecure person, you know, he was, he was quite literally was used to people, you know, spitting on him and, and just like, you know, not taking the, you know, he was missing a bunch of his teeth and like, you know, he just... He wasn't, you know, he wasn't used to, like, trying to get back into society. Right. So, like, that was, like, our mission was, like, we, you know, I, I remember riding with him and, and, you know, helping him fill out job applications, helping him um, kind of learn how to approach um, managers and people and, and, you know, how to say certain things and, you know, how to, how to have the confidence to be like, I want to do this you know what i mean yes and um so he ended up getting a job at at, uh the 99 cent store and um you know he started his way back into society and we we actually ran this campaign um called brandon's smile and we uh raised the money to um help fix his teeth and everything and so like this was like this was like a huge like time of my life where i was i started learning more about love and like the love for christ of course i always had the morals but um going back to church this time being a little older i started understanding a little bit more in depth about what it was to serve others rather than to be so selfish
0: well Stephen, you Joel, know it it says a lot about you and your brother that you you took this man and you were you kept your word sure and you brought him you know back to some semblance of of normalcy uh, yeah. you know do you are, have you kept up with the man is he still doing yeah good? his birthday
2: was
1: actually just the other day um, hey. and he um he actually um he's back he's back out in the midwest um he has a car now he has his license um and uh yeah he's uh, he's doing a lot better
0: you know well that's good stephen um, jewel you did some good for this man I mean he
1: did all you know, as much as good as I did for him, and I, I honestly am so blessed for like the good that he did for me, you know. And, and 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 for us it was like, you know and and like realistically at this point, you know, I um like I said, I was working for a hot topic and I was going to the studio and I had um my buddy garrett
0: oh and by the way um, i did look you up on hot topic there you are uh, Joe <laughs> Ramone, uh, the ramones and the Misfits shirt there you are sure oh <laughs> uh, that's awesome
1: you know it's it's so crazy that, that it's still there i did that so long ago like that was that was in two that was 2011 when yeah. I did that. um and uh so um i uh it was more for my brother, though, if we could be, you know, if I could be completely honest after doing it for a while, like, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, we had a, we had a couple people living with us, and it was a really small apartment, and, I, and, and me as a person, even though I, even though I did love helping as much as we were, like, I started getting, like, like, antsy, you know, and, like, and, like, the small space and, like, all of these things, and I just, like, I was like, man, you know, like, I, in, in my... Uh, the guy that I was, like, trying to, you know, he was going to be my drummer and everything. Um, I was working, um, I was, like, I, at this point, I was working on an album with uh, a producer named Papa Joe Alphonse, who was a manga. And um, his son was actually the drummer of my favorite uh, Christian ska band um, growing up called the Supertones.
2: Okay. And
1: uh, so it was just, like, it was a cool, like, connection that we have, like, Jerry Moto. Um, from our church was very well connected in the music industry and stuff. And he actually ended up, I ended up hiring these other musicians, but I really wanted my friend Garrett who was staying with us as well to be my drummer. But I hired the musicians to be on the album and everything, which gosh, if, if Papa Joe was listening to this right now, if we were talking about karma or anything like that, I still owe Papa Joe, like $1500 to this day. And I and I honestly I really want to pay that um and I really do because because realistically like I feel like you know later on down the road I ended up becoming more of a producer for people and I was trying to like build this business but that's later on down the road and like it's been very hard for me but I have these unpaid debts. You know, but that's uh that's later on down the road and it's like um and so I'm working on this album and and my buddy Garrett's like you know, well, my parents are moving to Nashville um, and I'm going to go with them. He's like, you should come. And I'm like, you know, in this antsy small house or apartment or whatever, right. you know, and, and I'm like, I'm like, man, that that sounds really cool. I'm like Nashville, huh? You know, and and I was like, well, how about this, man? I was like, I'll pray about it. And um, and I'll, I'll put in, see if there's a. Um, an option for me to transfer with Hot Topic out there. And uh, you know, so I so I had talked to my manager about it and at this point I had a pretty good relationship with Hot Topic. So so out at the Cool Springs Mall in Franklin out there in Nashville, um not only did I and, I, and I, told him, I was like, if I get this transfer, I'm totally going to come with you because that's pretty, you cool. know, why not? Uh, why not? You know, like I, I didn't have anything necessarily holding me back, you know? And, and, um, it was another experience for me, you know? And so I, um,
0: you're still in I your early twenties or mid twenties, I guess at this point,
1: at this point it was, it was, uh, mid 2011. Yeah. So I was what, uh, how old am i now 35 well in your 20s i get it yeah it was yeah mid 20s late Uh 20s um so um so not only did i get the transfer but i got a promotion to a key holder so So, yeah so i was like so i was like okay well yeah now i definitely have to go because like it's like it's almost as if god's telling me okay you know, go this direction. Cause I've been praying about it. And I, you know, and I, and I told Garrett, I was like, if, if I get, if I get the, the transfer, you know, um, and God is, you know, <laughs> like telling me go, I'll definitely come and, and getting the, getting the promotion and everything. I was like, all right, well, you know, what? I, been, I'm going, you know? And so I ended up moving out to Nashville and, um, and I was in the studio you know, the day before moving to Nashville with Papa Joe, and I had all my scratch tracks down. I had everything down for him to master and stuff. And and I did start paying him. You know, he would send me a bill uh, that was like it was like fifty or a hundred dollars or something like that every every month that I was supposed to pay him. or Every couple of weeks, I don't remember which one it was, but right. um, you know, because I had agreed to pay this, and he was going to continue mastering my music, and he was going eventually I would get it. You know, and um, I moved out to Nashville, and um, I stopped going to church, um, and I, you know, started trying to make friends and different things like that. You know, and and uh, I ended up me I ended up meeting Brianna Tyson, um, because my my friend Stephanie, back out in California, um, who used to do my hair, so I was very particular about my hair. I, I still am, <laughs> but, um, she, she, uh, ended up moving out to Nashville, um, a couple months after us. And she went to the church that I was going to. Mm. And, um, I ended up, she introduced me to Brianna Tyson is my point. Um, and Brianna Tyson was on American Idol. Uh, I believe it was like the first, first couple or a few seasons. I don't remember which season it was that she was on it, but she was a country singer. And, um, so I started dating this girl and, um, and that was cool and all, you know, it was like dating a country artist. I ended up going to, like the CMT awards and stuff. That's pretty and, cool. And, um, and, and that was a good time. And I ended up, um, with some of my friends that I met from Hot Topic, you know, I was, uh, I remember I was, we were eating pizza and, and I was playing guitar at their apartment complex, like on the, on the patio, on like the deck area there in the hallway, kind of of the, um, of the apartment complex. And these two girls walk up, walk upstairs and, um, they start talking to us. And one of the girls, her name was uh, Alex Flanagan. And, um, Alex Flanagan was a country artist and she was like doing a radio tour, but she like lived there, but she was like on this radio tour. And, um, you know we i told her i was like i was like yeah you know i play guitar obviously you know i'm sitting here playing guitar and i was like if you ever need somebody to play guitar for you you know just just hit me up and um so sure enough like like literally like a week later um i get this call and it's her and she's like she's like hey how fast can you learn three songs <laughs> <And> I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like hey you know what dude? Um, i don't know like let's let's find out she's like okay well uh so i have a radio interview on renegade radio here in nashville tomorrow morning at eight o'clock and and i was like oh oh like like you want me to learn three songs overnight type thing um and so but of course i wasn't going to turn that down you know i was like i was like there's an opportunity to like Actually, jump on board with something I had never done. I had never done country music, you know, um, but but at this point, like I was I was sure capable of doing it, playing acoustic guitar, you know, for some country. Why not, you know? So I I went over there, and this was at like seven or eight o'clock at night, and um, and I ended up, you know, through that through that night until the next morning. Like I learned these three songs, and uh, so so I started playing you know acoustic for for her until i i had a hiccup on the radio um mm-hmm. and uh like live i was like playing live and uh and i i screwed one of the songs up playing cuz it was like in this time signature that that even though i'd been pulling it off mm-hmm. for you know a couple months like i I had uh I had a hiccup and her manager was like she he canned me. You know, and I was like, ah you know, and I I that was like the beginning of like my discontentment with Nashville. <laughs> you know, and it was you know and and honestly like like it was fun, but like I started having problems like like me and Garrett had moved out. Um and got this town home with my friend Stephanie and her friend Bailey. Cause they, like I said, moved out there, um, like uh, a few months, couple months after we did. And, um, we ended up getting a townhouse with them. And like, I, I like soon became like the person that they were picking on, even though we were like good friends, you know? And I, and, and I was, you know, in my, in my young mind, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, kind of emotional you know I'm like why are these people picking on me dude you know and I'm like I'm like I was uncomfortable to go home and like and I just was like like I don't want it. like these people are talking crap about me and like I'm uncomfortable at my house and like so so like a mama's boy does like I called my mom on numerous occasions you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um and this was like around uh October November of 2000 um 2011 yeah, it's yeah, two yeah, thousand five. Actually, Okay, so so
0: Nashville didn't last that long then.
1: No, 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 not at all. This actually might have been two thousand twelve now that I think about it. Yeah, this was so Nashville was like late two thousand Man, it's so hard for me. Um, like yeah, I, thinking, I looked up Brianna, hey. it
0: looks like she she's still doing pretty good, yeah, you know, with her yeah. her career. That's that's cool.
1: So sure. yeah, she's a, a phenomenal singer, phenomenal artist. Mm-hmm. Um but, um, so, uh, so I called my mom on numerous occasions and I'm, you know, I'm working at Hot Topic, and I'm just like, mom, like, I'm not, I'm not happy. I don't know what I'm doing here. Like now. Cause like I, I thought that this country thing was going to be like a cool thing, you know? And, and I, and, um, and at, at this time I just, I was up in the air again, you know, like moving right along, you know? And my mom was like, well, Hey, why don't you? Why don't you move out here and she and at this point she was um she was living in Ohio in Eaton, Ohio, um in a trailer separated from her husband, um, which hmm. she had gotten another divorce, you know. Um after I had graduated college, and different, you know, after yeah. through all this, she got another divorce, and um, her husband at the time they they were fighting, and so she had this trailer outside of her own home, yeah. And she's like, she's like, why don't you come move out here? And she owns a piloting car company, which is. Um, uh, they follow oversized loads on the highway and stuff. Yes. And she, and she, all her paperwork was very unorganized and I knew how to do like spreadsheets and different things like that. So like I, I started, you know, so I ended up, uh, I'm, I'm going too fast here. So I'm like, so I, so I call up my manager, you know, my district manager and, and my store manager. And I was like, Hey, you know, um, I'm really sorry. Like I have to do this. You know, I was like, but I got to go. Um, I'm going to move out to Ohio and they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll work it out. We'll, we'll find you a replacement and stuff. And, and I was like, I was like, no, like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh my. Yeah. I like literally like, I mean, I called my mom while I was at work and you know, I, and that's when she offered for me to come out there and, um, just basically work for her from home.
0: Well, I feel and, I feel um, bad that you you left that hot topic job. It seemed like they treated you real nice. They
1: did. They really did. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it was a great opportunity for me. Um, yeah.
2: and it was the, the right
0: type of people that that go in there that that seemed to be in right. the, the same type of music. So, sure. you know, you had some yeah. good clients, I'm guess, good clientele there. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, and and the relationship did end abruptly with hot topic um Mm -hmm. but but i i i was at that point could we call it like a quarter life crisis
0: yeah it's time (laughs) to go home i get it yeah
1: you know what i mean and i just like you know and so i so i you know picked up the next day my mom came out and she picked me up and um you know i started i i i recorded um that was when i really got deep into starting to learn how to record myself um, on a different level
2: yeah.
1: um, in garage band. And I was working from home um, for my mother and in my bedroom, like I started building, I started building up my, my music equipment, you know, bless my mom. She, she blessed me, you know, a lot. Um, and she, you know, we started getting some equipment here and there. Um, and I, I started the journey of, of learning how to, um, record myself um, on a different, like I said, on a different level. Like, get more in depth with it. Like, like really start learning. You know, everything working in the studio before um, Nashville and all of that stuff. Like, I um, I paid a lot of attention, uh, a lot of attention to what was going on. So, like, I like even though I had done it before on like M Audio sessions and Audacity back then, um, I kind of like was more focused on writing. So, I took a big break from that, and then the whole studio thing. You know, when I, when I found myself at my mom's house, I was like, I, I want to record an album of myself for myself, you know? And I, and I recorded, um, my at home album, um, and, uh, and it, you know, it turned out, it turned out really decent, you know, but. So what was the
0: genre you were working in here? Was it still uh, metal um, or punk or?
1: Uh, it was it you was eased just, up? it was kinda like it was kinda like grunge it was like grunge uh, punk metal kinda. Okay. Um but like hard rock, like rock. Uh, you know, I don't know how to explain it. There's there are some very grungy songs in there. There are some um metalish type songs, but like it it really was just a, a mashup of just like whatever I could push out you know well, and so that uh, sounds
0: like stuff that you learned back in california where you were sure. dealing with hip hoppers and and sure. punks and and uh, you know just you didn't stick to one genre you you didn't limit no. yourself uh, never, never, Jewel, never. and that's fantastic yeah. yeah i like that And I,
1: yeah and i um you know and i'm and i at the time too i was like i was like trying to make some like cool electronic music too um and like and like trying to make beats and stuff like on my own, aside from just um, making this album, you know? So I was like trying to like really push my own limits to see what I was capable of doing. Um, And so um, after, uh, let's see, I ended up, oh man. Um, I ended up moving January 1st, 2013, I moved to um, Richmond, Indiana where um which was like right on the other side of the the border because eventually eventually i i had i told my mom i was like i I really gotta go like somewhere and get my own space get a get a different job you know get an actual job and like start doing something like i've done this now you know i basically you know locked myself in a trailer for you know a, a period of time and and didn't didn't really i i really just i didn't have any friends you know, I, I like, I, I knew the people across the street, but that's only because the guy that lived across the street with his wife, like worked for my mom and, and they lived in the trailer across the street. And like, so, but I, I really took that time to really like deep, like dive into like this thing, you know, myself, like I said, like for the music and recording. And, um, but after all that was said and done, I was like, okay, I, I need to go find a job and, and, you know, get a, get to the next step you know, right. of life. And so I moved to, to Richmond. And um, this was um, a, a big, like change for me in a way of um, I, I started, I started working at Chipotle. Okay. And, um, and I, I met Kern Alvarez and Kern Alvarez was in a, in a metal band uh, called increment that was that had been doing very well. Um and uh so that's how I started meeting people in Richmond. And um and Is that Richmond, I Richmond, Illinois? Richmond,
0: Indiana. Indiana, okay, sorry.
1: Yeah. And uh so I um you know I started meeting people that way and started going out to the bars and different things like that and like just kind of really Putting myself in vulnerable situations to meet people, and and uh, I told I told Kurt, and I was like, yeah, dude, I can make beats, you know, like this and that. Like I showed him some stuff I recorded, and and he was learning how to record and stuff, and he was a phenomenal like metal composer, you know. And and I was like, yeah, dude, I can make some. He's like, dude, my bro, like my bro, uh, my my bro, uh Brett, he's like the best rapper ever. And I'm like, oh really? And I'm like, oh really? That's cool, you know. And he showed me like like a video of him like rapping and stuff. And like, and I was like, yeah, he's pretty good, you know? And, and later on down, you know, (laughs) fast forward to now he's actually my best friend now.
0: Hey, Um,
1: fantastic. Yeah. Um, but so, so all of that to, to just kind of like speed up that process, it, it, it sparked, um, a group that we created called the rich kids. Okay. And, um, so we had established um, 12, 13? It's a hip hop group.
0: No, but that was, oh, this was Yeah,
1: 2013. Thirteen,
0: 2013. Yeah, 2013. Okay, rich kids, and, go get them.
1: Yeah, the rich kids, and um, and we, uh, you know, we had um, a few different um, artists in that, and I was producing all the music. You know, um, if um, we were trying to put, like, honestly, like I look back at it, and everything that me and Brett had done was amazing, and 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 there's a lot of good music there, and I, I did do a lot of recordings with the other guys that I never released, and um, that was selfish of me in a way, um, but I, but it was because I didn't feel like my production was up to par on certain songs, you know, right. And um, so in this time, um, I started working at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I also started working at at. Um, journey is at the mall there so like i had like three jobs at one point
0: <laughs> well, i mean and, you were sustaining uh, yourself you you had to yeah, survive
1: yeah you know, I, I was running a house and everything and um so that was like i ended up meeting my wife what yeah well that's that's when i met my son like like my
0: future life <laughs> you mean there's love in in the future for steven jewel
1: oh yeah
2: yeah
1: um so so i uh yeah, I met, I met this girl and, and, um, her name's Jacqueline now Jacqueline Jewel. Um, she, uh, I just remember like, like we were, um, I was working in the kitchen. I was working on the Southwest station doing like the burrito wraps and stuff. And she comes, she comes walking up to the expo window and she's like, she's like, God, three ounce salsa. Just like, just like piss at the world and right? i'm just like and i like pop my head out i like i like, I pop my head out you know and i and i like look at it and i'm like only if you smile it looks it looks so much better on you you know it's the best i had at the time
0: yeah yeah you that's know? your game right now and for sure
1: yeah yeah and so um you know from that day i like to say that she started stalking my schedule to see when I was working.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you were Jacqueline, you know, you were
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) But, um, I believe she had mentioned that at one point, but anyway, uh, so, but you know, it's kind of like this thing. And like, and I, I kind of like was like going through this thing with like, I didn't even mention it before, but I had been dating this girl in Florida. Um, and, uh, it was like kind of like coming to an end type thing um i don't even want to go down that rabbit trail because it really you know it was something that didn't last or or just you know and then i met jackie and stuff but uh i ended up meeting her for real for real at the bar in town at east street um outside of work and it As was you her, right and it was her birthday And it was actually the day that um, me and the girlfriend I had out in Florida like finally had called it quits because we were like on the rocks for a while or whatever. And it was the day that we had called it quits like for real, for real. And so like I went out to the bar and then, you know, I'm sitting there and and Jackie comes walking up and she's got a little liquid courage in her. And she's like, it's like, before I hit on you, do you have a girlfriend? And I was just like, oh, my goodness. I'm sitting here thinking that has got to be – I don't know if that's got to be the sweetest (laughs) or the cheesiest. I'm just not sure, you know, but I, but I, I ate it up. I was like, man, of course you did. I was like, I like, this girl is so cute, you know? And I, and, and I was like, well, actually as of today, uh, no, I don't, (laughs) you know, ironically. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, so yeah, we, um, you know, we had dated, um, for a few months and um and i was super unhappy in in indiana you know i was like i i started getting that discontentment again Mm -hmm. you know and um so i had been talking to a church out in florida um that has a a skate park and they do they do like young adults ministry like teaching kids how to skate and
0: uh oh you were still skating at this point Oh sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. I was definitely
1: so, yeah. I've skated I've been skating now for twenty seven years or something like that. Um sure. I started when I was nine. <laughs> um, but I had I had an opportunity um to go out there and, and work building skate ramps and teaching kids how to skate and about God and stuff. And like so I was like I was like thinking about like getting back like into my faith kinda and like doing all these things and like And I, and I told Jackie, I was like, I was straight up with her. I was like, Hey man, you know, um, I'm not happy here and I'm either going to go do this job in Florida or I'm going to go back to California. So I don't want to hold you back, you know? And, and I don't want you, I don't want to stop you from finding the right guy just because I'm not content with being in Indiana. So like, you know, kind of like broke her heart a little bit, broke my heart a little bit. I imagine. It was like, you know, but I was honest with her, you know, it was the first time I like, I felt like I like was doing kind of like the right thing with the girl. I was like telling her, you know, I didn't want to just like lead her on or I was like, I'm leaving. I gotta go. Cause that's how I've always been. If you haven't noticed in my, in my life story (laughs) here, you know, and, and, um, and I went out to Florida and, uh, and I could have had the job, but, they wanted me in a time frame that was just really unrealistic for me, with everything that I had in India. And I was like, hey, "There's no way, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know." And I and I started thinking about it. And I was on the way home on the plane, and I was just like, "Man, I really like this girl, you know. I really like this girl." I was like, "I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just work things out, you know, and just be like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just." You know, I just worked things out with this girl. I got back and she was already seeing somebody else. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I was like, no way, dude. And like, and, and guess what? I still didn't leave. I stuck around and I, and I watched, you know, five months. It was like five months that had gone by. And, uh, she was just, you know, and she, she worked at, at Kay's jeweler in the mall. So when I was working at, at, journeys i would walk into the mall and i would walk past Kay's every day so she would see me every day i would see her every day and then we'd go to buffalo wild wings and we'd see each other it's like <laughs> this whole thing where it's just like like just just silently in
0: love with each other it was know? inevitable
1: yeah you know and it's just and and um and finally one day like i you know i went into Kay's and i you know while she wasn't working and i asked the ladies and i was like i was like what in here has she been looking at that she really likes you know because i was like i was like you know i'll give this girl back like forget this you know so i so i bought her this diamond necklace and uh and that night i i saw her in the back at buffalo wild Wings, and i and i uh i was like hey you know i got you something and i and i you know i gave it to her and i showed it to her and, and uh and she was like oh my gosh why would you get this? And I like took it back from her. <laughs> I took it back from her. I was like, I was like, just let me know when you're ready to leave the zero and come be with the hero. Right? <laughs> That's I, a baller move. You know what I mean? i like, and, and it's super cheesy, but you know, that she, she loved it, you know? And I was like, I was like, oh man, this girl is just, I like, I gotta get this girl back. How are we going to make this happen? You know? And uh, she had an apartment with this guy and, everything, and you know, they right. they you know, they she was just really unhappy, you know. And then and finally, you know, it all came down to it and I told her I was like I was like, you know, just leave leave your stuff there. And come move in with me. Bring whatever you have to, whatever you can live with me. You know, and and to be honest with you, I had never lived with a girlfriend at the time ever. Wow. Like I like I you know, I like the closest I got to living with one of my girlfriends ever in my, in my life at this point was like when I was running around being a, a dummy on that with my ex-girlfriend out in California, but I was living in my car, but I would stay at her house on occasion. You know right. what I mean? Like that was the closest I ever got, but she lived with her parents. But anyway, um, so, so she ends up, you know, she finally says, you know, she threw in the towel was just like moved in with me. And I took her. I, I brought her out to California um, to my brother was getting married. My brother Robert was getting married, and I was like, I was like, "Hey, you want to go to California?" Yeah. She's like, "Really?" And I'm
2: like,
1: "I'm like, yeah, come out to California with me, you know." And I I took her to my brother's wedding and introduced her to my family, and um, you know, it's it's crazy because you know I've I've been in a lot of relationships in my life and through the music and everything, and I just I remember I remember because my 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 studio my studio was in the same room as my bedroom. Right. You know? And and I remember there was you know, I had my fifteen inch PV speaker there and it was like right next to my bed. And and I had all the guys, there was like three or four of us, whatever, in the room and we're bumping this music, like, yeah, yeah, you know. And and she's just like laying there content, just like asleep while we're just sitting there like dudeing out, you know. And I'm like, I just remember looking at her. I was just like, man, I feel like this is it,
0: dude. Yeah. You know, if she like, can put up with that, then yeah.
1: Right. You know? And so I took her out to California and <laughs> went to my brother's wedding, introduced her to my family. And just like, you know, we drove out there and we didn't kill each other on the way there or back. <laughs> you know? And it was like, and we got back. and like, I have this promissory type thing or whatever. Like my mom had given me and, um, and I and so we're like laying in bed one night, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, um, I got to get this thing for you, you know. And I give her the ring, and I start making her all these promises, like you do, you know, when you give a yeah. promise ring, you give her all these promises. And as I'm sitting, and as I'm sitting here giving her all, you know, just spilling my guts, I'm like, I promise, I'll be here, blah blah blah, you know. And 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 I'm sitting here thinking, and it just like dawns on me, and I'm just like, I'm promising this girl everything that you promise a girl you're gonna marry. And so, like, I took I took the the ring back from her, and I was like, and literally verbatim, I was like, you know what, fuck it, will you marry me? Whoa! Just, just yeah, just laying there in bed, and like, I just jumped, you know, and uh,
0: yet and another said, baller yeah. move.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what she said? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, dang, what's up? And I instantly regretted it. No, I'm just. Oh, that's
0: not <laughs> uh, she, nice. Yeah,
1: I know. No, she's she. No, she does not regret that. <laughs> um, no, she.
0: Hello, she's Mrs. Jewel.
1: He says hello. Um, I. You know, I honestly like I. I feel like, and I know actually I don't feel like, but but everything, everything has built up. So, like, you know, all the things I've been doing, going from place to place, you know, experiencing, I wasn't even cultured
0: at this time. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, we haven't even gotten into that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, um, so, so basically I was like, all right, well, if we're going to get married, I was like, we need to go somewhere with a little more opportunity. And to be honest with you, like Richmond is a small town. There's like you know, they, they do have a Walmart, you know, they, they have a mall that's like falling apart and like, you know, it's just, I was like, we really got to go somewhere. I was like, so let's go to, let's go to, let's go to Illinois. You know, I like, we're going to, if we're going to get married, you know, um, let's, let's go somewhere where like, we're going to want to kind of try and settle down, you know? And, uh, so we chose Bloomington, Illinois, which is, you know, my brother daniel lives out here and everything with his wife and kids
0: okay so you did have some family some people there and sure and you had some Uh, some people that you were familiar with and some people that could back you up a little bit i mean you could you could produce music from anywhere i could do this podcast from anywhere Uh, so yeah Bloomington, illinois good a place as any
1: yeah and i mean you know they're there is uh you know you got Chicago a couple hours away yeah. you know, you got Champagne Peoria all these different things you know and so I come out here with her and um, we transferred with Buffalo Wild Wings so like oh, okay, that's good. how it, that's how it was all possible it was like we ended up coming out here and talking to the Buffalo Wild Wings out here and um, I did take a pay cut I was I was making fifteen dollars an hour in um, the the kitchen in Richmond. Um, but when I moved out, when we moved out to Bloomington, I started making 13 an hour cause I went from corporate to franchise and they didn't have to honor my pay rate, but that, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. It wasn't really important, but hey, you know, you can work with, um, it. right, right. So, um, so I decided, you know, to, to continue trying to do this rich kids thing.
0: Let's
2: do
1: it. You know? And, um, and so. When I moved out here, um, I recorded a few of my own tracks and started meeting
0: some people, you know. And um, so, uh, I, the rich kids consisted of you at that point. At this point, yeah. Okay. Um, um, Brett was still out in
1: Indiana, right. and we had obviously become like really good friends, you know, and like we're like best friends and stuff. But you know, he had his own life out there and everything. And he ended up joining the military and stuff too. Right. Um, the National Guard, and uh, but he comes back into the picture um, later on down the road. Good, but um, so I thanks uh, for the
0: spoiler. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's a rough relationship with me and Brett. I mean, honestly, like like it's um like we're we're best friends. We're like brothers. You know what I mean? And and like and we there's something musically between him and I that I didn't experience with anybody you know like like even with hip-hop and and you know it's just like it's like there's something every time that we made a song it was like it was different you know it was it it, it, it worked you know but but still so i moved and, and we came out here and um and i started to to try and continue the Risk kids thing and i met the first artist i met um his name was uh brandon stokes and he uh, he goes by Shy Soul. And um, he, I, I remember walking downtown with Jackie and there's this bar, this club called Drifters out here. And I, I saw him, I saw him sitting out in front of Drifters on the ledge smoking a cigarette and I was like, and I like looked and we're like across the street down the road a little bit. And I was like, I nudged Jackie and I'm like, I'm like, you see
2: that guy with it? I
1: was like, I bet that guy rats. <laughs> You know, and, and she, and I was like, I was like, let's go find out. She's like, oh, babe,
2: don't do that. Don't do
1: that. You know, cause like normally, normally when I go to like talk to like people about rapping or anything like that, I don't have my, my girl with me, you know? And, and like, I mean, it's intro wise, you know I mean? Obviously they end up at my house, sure. you know, but not walking down the road, downtown while we're having our time. So I walk up. Well, she gets the opportunity
0: uh, to watch you work.
1: Right, so I walk up to Brandon and I sit down next to him, and I was like, "You rap, huh?" And he like gives me this big old deep laugh. He's a, you know, he he. I didn't know yet, but this dude is seven feet. He's seven foot tall. He was, he was sitting down. You know, he's oh, seven God. foot tall and you know and you got an afro half an afro you know and, and i sit down next to him i'm like i'm like you rap huh and he's like <laughs> you got this big old duke voice and he's like oh yeah, uh, yeah, i was like give me 16 bars and this dude like literally like raps for like a minute and a half straight freestyles to me. and i'm like i'm like what <laughs> yeah. you know and i was like bro we're making music what's up you know i was like i got i got the stuff i got i got a room i got you know at this point my for the first time my studio was in a different room than my bedroom because you know and uh, we had a two-bedroom apartment so the other room naturally became my studio hey good deal anyway it wasn't your it wasn't i've always been very particular about my music space whether it was in my room or not it's just um so it wasn't your average apartment studio you know like you walked in and you're just like oh wow like you really felt the vibe of it you know um and uh so that was like the first like hip-hop artist that i started working with um and then another guy named sabi um who's uh my buddy gregorio he uh, was a hispanic rapper and uh, so there was like a lot of um a lot of culture, if you will, in the rich kids, you know what I mean? So we had like black, white, Hispanic, um, you know, so there was no, there was no limit in that. And, and like, when I came up with the name culture, like I remember I was sitting there and I believe I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, I got to come up with a name, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm going to keep doing, I don't want to just be Steven Joel because I, you know, I want to come up with another name, you know, I started thinking about my life and I was just like, I was like, man, if I were to be a hip-hop name, and I was like, what have I done in my life, you know? And I, and I was like, man, I, you know, I've been all over the place. I've seen so many different types of cultures. And I was like, culture? I said, that's a cool name. So I look it up on YouTube, or I look it up on on Google, you know, see if there's any cultures out there. And, you know, there's a reggae artist named culture out there, you know, um, long-time reggae artist, you know, but you know, there really wasn't, like, a, a specific, um, you know, claim to this era
0: for for the culture okay you know (laughs) and so that doesn't make any sense but yeah you know what i mean it really doesn't
1: i mean of course there's people out there like there are different yeah i'm not saying like i'm the only culture in the world you know what i mean but like but like nothing that's like you know when you think of Eminem or like when you think of like jay-z or something like that like you know you think of those people and and it's you know those iconic names like there was nobody like that name culture you know so so i ran with it and um and so i ended up you know recording some songs with these guys and we needed a music video and um my wife had a nikon d5100 and um you know having some experience in front of the camera and having grown up in like the the music video mecca you know era you know what I'm saying in the nineties and eighties or whatever, you know, coming through with MTV and all that, like constantly watching, you know, these music videos. I was like, I could do this. I could fill one of these. I can make a music video for <laughs> yeah. us. You see what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm like, I can make this happen, you know? And so I take this camera and if you look it up on YouTube, um, it's, uh, the rich kids scrambled eggs. And, uh, that's the first music video I ever, I ever made, and um, and it's crazy because like that actually had sparked um, a whole videography, photography era for me um, and I became and that started Culture Creative, which was once culture productions. Um, but so I, I filmed this music video and then next thing you know, I got I got um, Brandon Daz um, who is a rapper here who was a rapper here locally um his his brother was is futuristic i don't know if you know who futuristic is he's a very big rapper right now uh, i know
0: future i don't know futuristic. future
1: yeah futuristic if you look up futuristic he's uh it, but brandon jazz is his brother anyway and he ends up hitting me up and he's like how much you charge for a music video i was like i mean i don't know like i i did one for my group you know what i mean i didn't i wasn't planning on going out doing that and i was like i don't know 50 bucks whatever you know and so we do this one take video um and it's uh it's bdavs it's uh true story of a hot nigga
0: right and um, i'm looking at the scrambled eggs one i I don't know how you kept this kid in frame he is seven feet tall man
1: right i tell you (laughs) right um and so uh I um, so I filmed this music video for him, and his brother um, was like, "Whoever filmed that video for you, keep him around." So I was like, "Okay, I'm pretty good at this. You know, I'm actually pretty decent at this." So like, so I ended up doing like 15 music videos for this guy. Wicked. And and I and I did and, and a bunch of other artists too. I ended up so I started like this whole culture creative um, business, and I and I ended up becoming um, really good at. I do them like, um, like recap videos for shows, and um, and photography. Like I have this type of photography. Like if you were to go to my Instagram page on Culture Creates, and and scroll down, 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 um, you'll find my photography. That is, I don't know. I just had my own style of photography, you know. And I and I really dove into this um this lifestyle you know i even i even started i did uh um a uh, a video for um trees and camo um that never actually got published but um it's like a um a, a hunting clothing company um, so i did a video for a hunter um i've i did modeling photos for a ton of people um i um did a, some promotional videos and some music for some different videos uh, for, like, um, commercial-type stuff. And like and the, so, like, this whole culture productions thing or culture creative, like, kind of sparked. And, I, and my photography really, really started doing something, you know, because I started doing photography for um, different DJs.
0: Fantastic. Right. And you know, that, um, that's one thing is while I'm DJing, you know, I take a lot of pictures of other people, but hardly right. anybody – Takes a pictures of the DJ, and it's right. nice to have those for your portfolio. Uh, and that's what yeah. something that you uh, became involved in as well.
1: Yeah, I um, there was a little venue out here called the Boondocks, and um, the rich kids did a show out there, and uh, that's out in Hudson. And um, I became really good friends with um, the owner there, and uh, I ended up becoming like the house photographer for a short period of time it was um you know it i had a buddy um named ryan Kindig who um unfortunately passed oh. uh back in 2015 but um he uh he taught me how to use the flash on the camera to do like this long exposure thing and that's how i i got this cool like style of my own that like I was able to capture, you know, people doing poi and light spinning and different things like that, and then I incorporated it um, with the artists on stage and like, and so I ended up meeting a bunch of different artists and DJs, and um, so through that I, um, you know, I I met like uh, I did a, a bunch of work for Blasphemy, um, I did um a bunch of work for for hercules and uh good sex um up in chicago um became a really good friend of mine and um, and just like i don't know i started i started really getting into this um this electronic music culture you know yeah. and um the rich kids you know we kept trying to do our thing we kept trying to do our thing but like dude you know with as much work as I was doing with so many different rappers, as far as the visuals go. And like, and I was doing the photography thing and I was doing the photography and video for the DJ thing. And then I started doing it at like different festivals and like all these different things. And like, and like, I was really busy, really busy you know my wife will say it too she's like it was hard to pin you down
0: <laughs> but it was it like, sounds like you were building a brand and, and helping I was, to build yeah. a life for you and the wife for that matter sure was she helping and you out at was, all in, in,
1: in yeah that? she was totally she was totally supportive of it you know and um and and everything i've ever done she's always been super supportive of it and um you know it was hard it, it's been hard at certain times oh, yeah. and you know and and um through all of that, I, you know, I had picked up a pretty bad habit of doing Adderall. Oh, and you know, and uh, so we're getting back to this like portion of things. Like, like I'll tell you right now. Like, I'm I'm just I'm just now going on a few months of uh, being clean.
0: Hey, um, I, went to re- I
1: went I went to rehab uh, in August for 28 days, hey. and uh, you know, it's like it, you know it. it, it it's a victory in a way for me. No, you, my, and you figured my out you needed help, and you got help. That's good. It's the first time. Like, like even though I quit cold turkey back in the day, you know, I, I had, you know, I'm a DJ producer now. You yeah. know. I did put out a, a um, punk metal album with um, with my best friend Brett in February this year. Oh um, right, yeah, and that didn't, you know. So now that we're in like the present now, you know, um, my my work as a photographer in the electronic music um, kind of gave me um, the the open door and connection to jumping into DJing in a way, you know, and and like thankfully, uh, you know, a lot of the people have been cool about it you know it's like oh culture is gonna be a dj now okay you know where it's like why not look man you know i like like i said my my friend joe's his his, he goes by the name good sex he um he was djing a wedding that i was doing a video at for the owner of um the boondocks um this year this year in may and um and i gave him a ride back into town and um and i was like i was because he he had his van with like all of his equipment and his team and everything and like and he didn't want to bring it into town to the um to the hotel that they were staying at because like the wedding was at um epiphany farm estates like out in the country and stuff and um and he like didn't want to bring it into town and uh you know sit at the hotel i mean he's got thousands of dollars worth of equipment in his van you know that's what happened so it's like so i get you know i give him a ride back into town him and and a couple of his crew guys or whatever and i was like hey man i was like you want to hear some of the electronic stuff i've been doing like he knew that i had he knew he knew that i was a producer he knew that i had, like done you know did this for a while now and like and i showed him i showed him some of my songs and he was like oh dude there's this there's this um festival out here in Chillicothe called Summer Camp and um, and he was like dude at first he wanted to one of the songs that I showed him he was like he was like, dude can I he was performing at Summer Camp um, the music festival and he was like dude can I like drop this song at Summer Camp like so he wanted to play one of my songs at Summer Camp but I was yeah. like dude I was like I'd be honored yeah. it'd be great and then like a few songs later he was like dude do you just want a set he's like I'll give you a set at Summer Camp And I'm like, you could do that. You know, like he has this thing called the good bus, which is like there's a stage on top of the bus. There's a bunch of speakers. It's its own stage. He's like had his own stage at (laughs) summer camp this year. And I was like, I was like, oh, man, I was like, I was like, you know, I don't DJ, right? You know, I just produce. He's like, he's like, oh, we'll make it happen. I'm yeah. like, all right, for you, sure. You, you know? have the street but,
0: cred uh, Stephen Jewell. You you, you know. know music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Might sure. as well be a DJ. Shoot.
1: Yeah, you know, why not? And I and uh so I debuted as as a DJ um doing a back to back with my good friend Joda um on the on the good bus uh, uh stage in in uh in May. And so you know and, and since then I've really You know, I I've now put all of you know I went to rehab and got 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 straight headed again because I would you know because of my past with you know with the meth and stuff the Adderall congratulations again yeah the Adderall started taking over like in my production again you know like the the whole the whole mindset the drugs and everything and like and I it got to a point where I was just like I was like man this is you know I just had my son. You know, um, which I hadn't even mentioned yet. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> oh no! Hey, um, no, I had protect um, our
0: kids. You don't even have to mention yeah. them at all, really. Well, <laughs> no,
1: I love my son. My son is, is is a blessing. Honestly, like like my son and my wife are are everything to me. Um, and and that's, you know, he just turned one um, this month, and right. and that was, you know this whole new thing of djing and doing electronic music and all the struggles that i've had with music my entire life uh, and and working with other people and helping other people with their production and all the rappers that i've produced and and all of this stuff i just like you know i got to a point now where i'm like i need to start i need to start putting back into my own music career Right. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's who I am. Like, it really is. Like, I could do visual arts. I could do all these other things. I could, you know, I, I, I love helping other people. And, like, I need to, like, I need to really get my myself together. My production right now is at a level that I'm just, like, I'm just so
2: happy with.
0: Stephen you know. Jewell, it sounds like you, you've come up with a lot of different uh, I, things that you do that you can monetize between your photography and your music production and and, and your DJing yeah. and, and uh, anything else, really. Yeah, you have so many different avenues that you, you can monetize and you can build a brand. Now, when you yeah. DJed in, in May, uh, how did they introduce you, as Stephen Jewell or as culture? Oh,
1: I was culture, culture.
0: Fantastic, man! That's the
1: name I am going with. So you've uh, put
0: that name out there, and you are already, man, you are a star in the making. That's fantastic. So
1: as so as culture, as a visual artist, as culture creative, like all these things, I just I am just I am just adopting it, and that's who I am.
0: Excellent, Stephen Jewel. Well, I mean, tell the people what's what's in the future for for culture and Um, and 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 the uh, the promotions that you you are doing as well. I saw um, that you have a promotion company.
1: So right now, as far as culture creative goes, um, I don't, I'm not like right now, I'm not driven in, in that sense. Of course I do do videos and photography here and there for people. Um, and it's, um, kind of more on just like a personal level for me with people. Um, as far as the music goes, that's my main focus. So right now I'm fully, I'm fully gun on my um electronic dubstep production
0: Excellent.
1: um it's like dubstep electronic uh bass house type music the kids um,
0: dig it i'll tell you
1: yeah they do it's a worldwide language man you know yes it's, it is um, and so i have a i have a show coming up in davenport iowa um coming up next month uh in december on the 3rd um so not next month but next month you know um and so i'm preparing for that and right now i am currently working on a few different songs um i just did um a remix of um an artist named jackal um i did a remix of his new song i just dropped yesterday um for rough records um called veins and i did a remix for that that i'll probably be dropping soon um and i am working on a track right now that Base mecca records out in la um would like to publish for me um and uh, just kind of like honestly i'm just networking
0: yeah you know what i mean tell me about music plug as well Uh, oh
1: yeah music plug yeah
0: i'm actually (laughs) oh yeah um, another fashion oh (laughs) goodness
1: oh yeah so yeah i work i work for music plug um here in bloomington i'm a brand ambassador for music Plug. so basically um what my job is is to um kind of get get everybody locally kind of connected with what's going on in music locally um so if you know artists artists can promote with us um for free you know we we promote their music and and um i i plan on starting um a segment for music plug that's going to be a weekly thing that i would like for it to spread all the way through because i'm i'm a brand ambassador for music plug bloomington um we have brand ambassadors um out peoria chicago um atlanta la um, San Diego, I believe, and, and a bunch of different other places. Um, so for each region, there's an ambassador put in place. We have uh, three ambassadors out here. Um, I um, I'm gonna I want to start this segment called the weekly plug, where we basically interview, kind of like what we're doing, but Excellent. more of like a more of like a um, a video, like a, a quick like Q and A yeah with um with artists and it'll be like a weekly thing that will run for uh local artists um if there's anybody listening that that would like to become a brand ambassador for music plug i would definitely encourage wherever you're from to um contact music plug and talk to them um and uh there's a uh our page, the music plug page on uh, Facebook. I believe the website. I'm not sure if the website is completely up right now. It might be, but there's an application coming out and everything. It's a fairly new thing, but it's growing. It's growing pretty well right now. So,
0: well, I'll I'll definitely put the the Facebook on the uh, on the muse on the notes the show notes for this podcast. But uh, I Why could not? see you doing a podcast, even Jewel, whether it be <laughs> for music plug or on your own for creative. Uh, you yeah. know, it's a. Uh, you you, you're quite the storyteller man and uh, you
1: never know what the future brings you've had a you've (laughs) had a
0: story to tell up till now it's so far so good man sounds like you have the family life straight and usually when you have the a a good lady next to you the rest is cream cheese man and now you have a a kid a one-year-old that's uh, a lighter your life and yeah. yeah, things are looking great for you, Stephen Jewel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I really appreciate you having me on, man.
0: man you you've been a uh, just, I, I've you've thrown some knowledge at me, and I, I've enjoyed hearing your sure. story, man. This is this is what I started this for is to promote other awesome. people and make sure that yeah. that people know about people, man. And and, and yeah. it looks like you're doing the same thing. Is you sure, take yeah. the knowledge that you've learned over the years? Yeah, you've had hardships, but then you. are You're helping to produce these other musicians that may not have had that path, that, that ability on their own. So yeah, yeah, you know, you produce yourself, but you, but you help other people. And that's great, yeah. man. So tell the people how, how to get a hold of you. How, how would you like them to connect with you, Stephen Jewell?
1: Well, if you uh, if you want to get a hold of me or or um, connect with my music or any kind of my art, I mean, you could just add me straight up on Facebook. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Stephen Jewell out there. That's J U W E L. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Culture Creates. Uh, one word. Um, my. My SoundCloud is uh, soundcloud.com backslash who is culture um, and uh, facebook.com backslash culture studios.
0: So, all right, man. I'll, I'll find all the links that I can uh, about you, and I'll put them in the show notes for sure, man. Make sure, sure that uh, the people connect with uh, Stephen Thank Jewell, you. the culture Thank creator. You. And, Thank um, you so much. A- any last words for the people?
1: Hey, I mean, honestly, just if you have a dream, go for it. I mean, I know it's a very staple thing to say and very basic, but but in reality, don't don't limit yourself. You know what I mean? You're going to have ups and downs, but I say this, uh, you know, a permanent passion will never stop for, um, oh my goodness, what am I saying right now? <laughs> uh, a permanent passion will never stop for, um, temporary uh trials that's it that's what it is temporary trials
0: (laughs) well there you have it party people Stephen jewel mr culture culture yeah culture creative man just i i knew that everybody has a story this man has a story. He's had his ups. He's had his downs. He's back up again, baby. And he's helping people. And he's making music. And he's creating. And he's taking pictures. Making videos. He's creating electronic music. Yeah. find culture. Follow culture. Stephen Jewel. thank you so much for being on the program. What makes you famous? Whew. If you want to tell your story, I encourage you. Give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radio what.com That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want with some great quotes. Acquaintance, a person whom we know well enough to borrow from, but not well enough to lend to. Amprose Beers. The music you want. Radio What's. Dot com. Be on Radio What's. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on Radio Dot com.